The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Great to have you with us here. I'm Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, and we're giving you no time to catch your breath. We're starting right here uh, with Dinesh D'Souza. Dinesh, welcome. Great to be on the show. Uh, great to have you back. And I, you know, it's kind of fun because we knew you when before you were this big time filmmaker. <laughs> you, you've made so many great movies now. Um, it, was it was Obama's America the first? Yes, it was. 2012. And then I did America, Hillary's America, and now um, Death, of a Nation, Death of a Nation, which I just saw last night. I loved it. I, it's really informative. It's really interesting. And it's going to blow your mind because... Um, first of all, you wrote it, right? You co-wrote the movie? Uh, I co-wrote the movie. And remember, I have a book of the same title, Death of a Nation. Right. It's been in stores now. And the, the beauty of the book and the movie is the one is an argument, which lays out chapter and verse. It has all the references. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's a, quite another thing to see it on the big screen because um, yeah. it brings it back to life. I mean, for example, some of the scenes that we shot in early fascism, my original plan was to shoot them right here in Dallas. Um, but then I realized that American actors are a little too happy and fresh-faced and red-cheeked <laughs> to convincingly play um, uh. Italian fascists and German uh, national socialists. So okay. we jumped on a plane. We went to Prague and Munich. Well, we, plus, it's kind of nice to jump on a plane and go to Prague and do it there instead, wasn't it? Well, we got German-speaking actors, and they looked the part, and it's, uh, yeah. it's very authentic. I mean, we recreated Hitler's it, bunker. It really is. So it was really fun. I think it was, it's, it's, it's fun to make these movies. They complement the books beautifully. And they, they allow the audience to be there, you might say, and experience what that was like, not just read about it. And you're so good at it now. I mean, you've, it started good because I loved Obama's America, too, from the beginning. But it seems like you've matured over time as a, as a filmmaker, and you've become really accomplished at doing it. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't do it this way in the beginning. The Obama's America, I, I mean, I'm very proud of that movie, but it's a real documentary, right? It's yeah. sh- you yeah, could yeah. shoot that on a very high-quality handheld video camera. It's made up mainly of interviews and traveling, chasing Obama around from uh, Hawaii to Indonesia to Kenya. Mm-hmm. Uh, eye-opening movie, but... But I think in the recent movies, particularly the new one, uh, we're able to move toward a docudrama or even really the scenes in yeah. this movie that are like a feature film. They're no different from anything that Spielberg would shoot. Very um, quality. Yes. Yeah. Really, so I'm very, really prou- very proud of that. And you should be. Um, okay. So first of all, uh, you address a lot of lies. And the left has been incredibly good at, at lying to the American people and rewriting history over the last 200 years. And you expose some things here that I'm sure nobody on the left wants exposed. What kind of pushback are you getting for telling the truth about the real racist party in America, the Democrat Party? Well, I think the biggest revelation in the movie um, is the revelation that exposes the simple fact that the leading white supremacist today far from being on the right as they are routinely portrayed Mm -hmm. uh, are actually left wingers. Uh, this is a bombshell. Uh, and in the movie, I produced the poster boy of white supremacy, this guy Richard Spencer. He, yeah. He's so controversial that when he showed up in Florida to speak, uh, the governor declared a state of emergency <laughs> as, as if he was a human hurricane. Uh, so I put this guy on the big screen and it's, it's about a three or four minute interview. 
Well, you've seen it. It's very it's it's mind blowing. It, it's eye opening because it's, out of the horse's mouth, and it's not even like I'm asking him leading questions. I don't ask him. Not at all. Are you a leftist? No. I ask him. Well, who's your favorite president? He could say anyone he wants, but he starts rattling off the Democrats one after the other. Yeah. What do you think of Reagan? Not my favorite. Not guy. my favorite guy. Uh, where do our rights come from? Well, they don't come from God. They come from the state. The state confers our rights on us. So <laughs> it's you know, amazing. You, you wow. begin to realize. You know, even mm-hmm. and, and even though people link this guy with Trump because, you know, they're supposedly they're both anti-immigration, but it turns out they're very different. This guy actually wants more immigration from, like, white South Africans, people from Iceland. Uh, one, I think, kind yeah. of revealing time, I ask him, well, you've got a guy like me. Now, I'm non-white from India, but I'm a legal immigrant. What would you do with me? Such a great question. He goes, man, I got this plan to send you home. <laughs> <laughs> he actually really Sending did. legal immigrants home. I, when you ask the question, I'm like, he can't possibly be honest about this. He was. He was. He, he doesn't. Was. He, I, he doesn't care what anybody thinks of him. And he's not worried about... Whether people place him necessarily on the right or left, he just believes what he believes, and he pushes out his ideology. And, and then it's you know, amazingly left wing. And at one point, he just goes, "Hey, I'm a progressive. There you go." Right. Um, right. And uh, he's all now, about statism. The remarkable thing about this is, so here we go. This the Charlottesville narrative has been totally blown up. Now, not the tragedy of Charlottesville that mm-hmm. remains. A person was killed, but the media's ideological spin on this—the idea that these are a bunch of right wingers—it's crushed. I mean, yeah. it's crushed in the movie. It's crushed in the book. So the left's reaction right now, dead silence. Not one word about it. They can't dispute it. Now, this is the beauty that's of a movie, by the way. Great. You know, if I had put this in that's a book great. on a transcript, people would be like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's plausible. But when you see Spencer, he walks in, he sits down, he starts speaking. It's irrefutable. Mm. I mean, it's crushing. It's right and out so, of his mouth. Um, so the, this is how the left is. I mean, they're, and it's broadly true of the movie. If, if this was a normal America, I put out a movie, it's in a thousand theaters. Uh, it pulled in, you know, 2.3 million bucks in three days. Awesome for right? a documentary. I mean, so you think I'd be on The View. You think I'd be on CNN debating it with some historian. You think I'd be on NBC mm-hmm. Today Show. No. Just so they could tear you apart, if nothing else. If, if nothing else, but they can't. But and they, that's the they point. They can't refute your claims. They're scared. Their idea is let's pretend that there's no such movie in the theater. I think in other right. words, if they don't cover it, it's not a fact in the world. Yeah. Uh, and that's that shows you we're living in an eerie time. Um, and um, um, But uh, the movie will get out there. It's going to be a real force in the midterms. Uh, it'll come out in DVD a little before the election. Uh, I'm going to do what I can to get the movie out in swing states. So we're going to get this word out, and it's it's going to be very powerful. It's in, let's see, it made $2.3 million over the weekend. Um, and it's in just 1005 uh, theaters right now. Yeah. To give you an idea, Mission Impossible's in 4,395 wow. theaters. Well, that's the point, is that people, so, co- you've got to compare apples and oranges, yes. you've got to compare the per screen average. Remember, we're also a documentary. Uh, we don't spend as much money as other people in promoting these films. In fact, we spent more promoting my last film, Hillary's America, uh, and we did a little better, probably $3 million the first weekend, uh, but we spent a lot more money to promote it. So look, we're very proud of this movie. The content is really good. Um, and I have an accompanied book of the same title. Uh, by the way, if I can say, if you go to deathofanationmovie.com, you can plug in your zip code. Boom, it'll mm. tell you where the movie's playing. Okay. Go see it. And go see it. Go see it in the theater because it puts fuel in our rocket. It helps us stay in the theater, go to more theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people rather see it in DVD. And, 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 and I'd say, watch it in the theater now uh, and then share it when it comes out on DVD. That's what I'm yeah. going to do because it's worth it. And, and it's going to open up your, your eyes uh, to a lot of 
truth that has been swept under the rug uh, for the last two centuries. That's deathofanationmovie.com. Deathofanationmovie.com. Okay, we'll tweet that out in a pat on leash later. Um, I want to say, as a homeschool parent, I have my kids read all of your books and then watch the movies. Your information that you provide is invaluable to teach mm. young people so that they know the kind of America that really is and what they're walking into. So I just want to say thank you. And to anybody that's looking for homeschool material, Dinesh's books and movies are very, very awesome. I really appreciate it. And, you know, the reason I do the book and movie as a one-two punch is kind of like this. If you're watching the movie, we have a scene where you have these senior Nazis and they're in a room and they're making the Nuremberg Laws, which are the laws that made Jews into second-class citizens. And they have in their hands the democratic laws of the Jim Crow South. They yeah. actually are looking at them. And they're crossing out the word black and writing in the word Jew. Wow. So the point here is not just that Nazis have laws that are similar. They're actually using the democratic blueprint. And they know it, right? That's now, amazing. someone watching this may, first of all, this is not in any textbook. This is not in a Wikipedia. This has never been in the History Channel. So mm-hmm. people are like, wow, where's Dinesh? Did he imagine this meeting? No. This is an actual meeting in 1935. I know the names of all the people who were there. I'm, I'm actually drawing on the work of the Yale historian and legal scholar James Whitman, who wrote an amazing book called Hitler's American Model. Now, interestingly, Whitman doesn't blame the Democrats. He blames America. Hitler's American Model. Even mm. though all the segregation laws of the Jim Crow South were passed by a Democratic legislature, signed by a Democratic governor, enforced by Democratic officials. So we're talking about the sins of the Democratic Party here, not of America generically. Nevertheless, it's in Whitman's book. He's got the transcripts. He's got chapter and verse. So if you you have my book, you'll get all the references. You'll see that all this stuff is anchored in indisputable fact. And this is partly why the left is so unnerved, because they literally have nothing to say. They have no rebuttal. Here's their rebuttal. Dinesh claims that Hitler was a liberal Democrat. That's the Washington Post, by the way, almost verbatim. Now, that is just downright moronic and stupid. I don't claim Hitler was a liberal Democrat, but I do claim that Hitler got some of his bigoted, murderous schemes directly from American Democrats or from American progressives, and that is a fact. Well, he actually corresponded with some of them, right? Oh, yeah. You've Two got of these. them, he wrote them fan letters. Hey, I'm really uh, impressed with your work. Yeah, you've got these eugenicists. These are the people around Margaret Sanger, by the way, and they're promoting, in those days, not abortion, but forced sterilization. This is their thing. Mm. They want to kill off what they call useless people. It's part of the progressive plan to organize society and make society better. And so these guys are influencing the Nazis. The Nazis actually are taking the blueprints of the democratic laws, uh, and, uh, and these this was the basis of the Nazi sterilization laws of 1933, and then later the Nazi euthanasia laws of 1935, which killed off all these handicapped and mentally retarded people. Mm-hmm. Now, this American progressive who was on actually Margaret Sanger's board is super excited because he gets a letter from Hitler saying that his book is Hitler's Bible. And so he rushes off to see this other guy, a friend of his, uh, another progressive eugenicist, and he goes, check out my letter from Hitler. And that guy goes, hold on a second. He goes to his desk. He produces his letter from Hitler. <laughs> so the, the point of the, the relevance of this is that these American progressives were very well aware that their policies are shaping Nazi policies, and they couldn't be more pumped about it. Until... Uh, the Holocaust happens, and yes. the world now knows, and all of that is being exposed. Now they're a tad embarrassed, and we'll we'll uh, get to uh, if if you can can you hang out for another uh, segment? Uh, we'll get to that uh, coming up here in a second with uh, Dinesh D'Souza.
Uh, you know, losing weight and keeping it off can be really tough at times, and it's even tougher when, you know, you're hitting 40, 45, 50. It's, it, your metabolism tends to slow down a little bit. That's where Riduzone comes in. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They took the good stuff in olive oil and extracted that for their product. It's the OEA, which boosts your metabolism, speeds it up so that you burn fat, and it reduces your appetite. So you're not thinking about food all day. It just makes everything easier it's going to give you a leg up in your effort uh to get into the kind of shape you want to be in and to look and feel good about yourself it's time to try riduzone order it today at riduzone.com r-i-d-u-z-o-n-e enter the promo code pat and you'll get 30 percent off a three-month supply riduzone.com promo code pat for 30 percent off a three-month supply riduzone.com you're listening to pat gray on the blaze radio network Is here. And we're back with Dinesh D'Souza, uh, author, movie maker, books uh, Obama's America, America Imagine a World Without Her, uh, Hillary's America, and his new movie, Death of a Nation, which we've been uh, talking about today. Of course, there's there's books that accompany these movies. Um, I love that you tackled the, the big lies. We, you know, on uh, Glenn's show, on this show, we've touched on a little bit the the fact that fascism is considered right wing i mean it's preposterous to to dump that into the right and it wasn't always that way fascism wasn't considered a, a product of the right until really they rewrote history after world war ii is that uh, that is correct? Uh, that is absolutely correct mm. and the key uh before world war ii fascism was recognized to be on the left both by the fascists and the anti-fascists mm-hmm. and um mussolini of course was a marxist he was a socialist editor of the socialist party newspaper avanti and um um hitler was a national socialist so the left has cleverly like pulled mm. the national pulled the socialism out of national socialism um right. and what i do in the movie which is actually kind of opening i say all right well this isn't just a matter of what they call themselves the nazis in 1933 were the largest elected political party in germany they campaigned so they have a platform let's check out the nazi 25 point platform and man and is that eye opening up it goes on the screen and we start looking down and we start reading state control of banks state control of insurance companies state control of healthcare state control of education state control of religious freedom and pretty soon you begin to realize no i'm not saying democrats are nazis that's the left's caricature of me but what i am saying is no sane person could look at this and go these guys were on the right yeah no way no way absolutely no and <laughs> um, so I, my point to the left is own up to it. You know, they, these guys, these guys were in your camp. Mm-hmm. And um, but there's just so much intellectual dishonesty going on today. Uh, so much denial, so much a sheer falsehood. And you can get away with big lies if you are dominate academia and the media and the entertainment industry. Those are, in my view, the three big, I call them megaphones of our culture. And so you can put out a whole bunch of big lies. Even if you or I knew they were wrong, it's difficult for us to correct them because our megaphone isn't as big. Mm-hmm. 
um, which they complain about the megaphone we do have. They, they complain about Fox News, and that's about all we have on the right side of the ledger as far and as And they would shut it concerned. down if they could. Oh, I mean, absolutely. This is the fascist streak going on in America, this idea of trying to beat, not just beat people up, chase them and hound them in restaurants, you mm-hmm. know, uh, yep. digitally ban people. I mean, literally, when, I, when Obama locked me up for a campaign finance technicality, it's really amazing. I had, I had a lot of liberal friends, and when I lived in Washington, D.C., fellow writers and so on and all of them would come up to me in private and go man Dinesh you really got the shaft man but not a single one of them ever said a word in public wow. in public wow. they were obedient uh, they were if you will at the feet of Obama it reminded me of people really in the, in the 30s and I'm not talking about the Holocaust I'm just talking about in early Nazism why people would, would fly the swastika flag on their balcony or do Heil Hitler I mean think about it. Hitler wasn't there mm-hmm. you don't, why, why do Heil Hitler it's a way of signaling I am an obedient, hum- I am an obedient, humble conformity to mm-hmm. Nazi doctrine, and that's what you have to do today. And on the left in America, you basically have to signal that you are an obedient, humble conformist um, in order to be on the team. Uh, what do you think of this <clears throat> latest purge of Infowars and Alex Jones? I'm no fan of his. Uh, I, I think he's dangerous. However. Uh, isn't it up to the American people to make their own decisions when it comes to um, hate speech, when it comes to uh, conspiracy theories? If everybody were to do their own homework, they can figure that out for themselves. We don't need Facebook and Apple and Google to be our parent. But that's the role they're playing now. It really shows you today that we conservatives are the true liberals. I mean, I would be opposed if Facebook were to ban Louis Farrakhan. Yeah. They shouldn't do it. Right. Um, and, um, uh, and so, the, but, but no, it's not only the fact that they did it, but the jubilation that you can see on the left about it. Kind of mm. like, yo, we got Alex. Let's go get some more people. Let's see who's next. Exactly. I mean, this is the fascist Chilling. mentality. And it's just interesting to see how naturally it comes to these guys on the left. Because that's their outlook. Their outlook <laughs> is if they can find guys they don't agree with, they would love to lock them up or shut them down. Another thing you do in the movie is... Uh, uh, kind of correct the perception that the Democrats in the Civil War period and, and prior to that, they were the only ones, really, who were pro-slavery. What you do is a really effective job of exposing the fact it wasn't just Southern Democrats. It was Northern Democrats. It was all Democrats in this country. It was all Democrats, slavery. yes. I mean, the this... This whole notion of blaming the South is part of the big lie because it takes the blame off the Democratic Party. Uh, Now, Abraham Lincoln, when he talked about the four bad guys of slavery, let's call them the four horsemen of the apocalypse, he names them. Mm. Roger Tawney, who wrote the Dred Scott decision. Now, Roger Tawney was from Maryland. Lincoln counts him as a Southerner. But then he names Franklin Pierce, the former president from New Hampshire, Mm. and James Buchanan, the sitting president who's from Pennsylvania, and Stephen Douglas, Lincoln's own rival from Illinois. So three out of the four are Northern Democrats. And Lincoln called the Northern Mm. Democrats, his term for them was the fire in the rear. And what he's saying is that even in the Civil War, these people are ready to shoot me in the back. And he, he tells Senator Sumner, they're more dangerous than the Confederacy. Wow. Wait, how do you, because you have a lot of footage and a lot of facts uh, like that, that just haven't ever been discussed or seen or, you know, they haven't, uh, they haven't been shown by anybody else. Where did you, 
Where did you find all of these uh, things? Some well, of the footage is exceptional. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, you know, it would be difficult to make the movie without the book. The book is based on a lot of reading and a lot of research. And typically what I do is I find things and they make me go, hmm. And then I chase down the source and then I find something else that leads me to something else. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon I realize I'm kind of down a trail. See, a lot of people on our side are chasing down fake news. But not a lot of people are chasing down fake history and <laughs> fake scholarship. And that's literally yeah. my forte. And there's a um, lot of it. So once I get the stuff, it goes into the book, and then I figure out a way to put it in the film. And the, the combination of appealing to the head and the heart, mm-hmm. very powerful. So you talk about uh, a death of nations and some of the, the big um, uh, incredible societies throughout history that just haven't worked. And that all leads, of course, to what's happening to us now today. So do you still have uh, a lot of confidence that we can pull this out of the fire and we won't join all of the nations who have died? I I think we can. The the reason I like the title Death of a... I'm not apocalyptic. It's not meant to be an apocalyptic title. Yeah, it title. didn't feel that way. It's either. actually a reference to the movie Birth of a Nation, which Woodrow yeah. Wilson, a uh, progressive Democrat, showed in the White House. Now, it's very interesting that that title, Birth of a Nation, why, why call the movie that? Well, what the progressives were saying is that we don't like the founding. Uh, we're starting America right now. That's, this is the birth of a nation. We're building a new country based on ethnic, really, white supremacy. So the, Demo- the progressive Democrats invented white supremacy. This seems like a strong claim, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the old plantation was crushed in the Civil War, the Democratic Party was in big trouble. And for a little while, they thought, we might have to dissolve. We may have to go the way of the Whigs. But then they thought, let's try to find a new type of glue that will hold the Democrats together. And they came up with white supremacy. So it's really amazing that these Democrats today are trying to pin this racist tail on the Republican elephant mm. when it was actually, you may say, patented by the Democratic donkey. Uh, so the movie exposes this. So birth of a nation. And, and my argument is if we play out that logic, that progressive racist logic, it will destroy America. Hence, death mm. of a nation. That's the warning. But are we up to the challenge? I think at, toward the end of the movie, we try to fire people up, inspire them, uh, motivate them to become more involved in order to prevent that. Um, you also do a really good job of showing that the atrocities that have happened, that we're all embarrassed by and ashamed of, um, have virtually all happened under Democrat progressives. Uh, Andrew Jackson, the founder of the Democrat Party, uh, Woodrow Wilson, FDR, LBJ. Uh, and yet still somehow the Democrats have managed <laughs> to switch this thing around on us. And you tackle this a little bit, too, that they their claim is that we just switched sides. Republicans became the racist. Democrats became the civil rights people. Explain yeah. that. Well, uh, that the whole big switch thing is is a fake. Uh, it's a flat out flat-out fake. Uh, here's the proof. I mean, the, the, the straight-out proof is simply this. Uh, I make a list in my book, uh, Death of a Nation of the Racist Dixiecrats. It's a long list. Uh, yeah. The full list is about 150 people, right? We were talking about senators, Democratic congressmen, and Democratic governors. And now we simply ask how many of them switched. Uh, and it turns out in the Senate, one guy, Strom Thurmond, in the House, one guy, Albert Watson, 
and no one else. So 148 of the 150 wow. racist Dixiecrats lived and died in the Democratic Party. There are buildings in Washington, D.C. right now named after them. They were lionized as Democrats. We all know about Robert Byrd. Bill Clinton was there at his funeral. We show a clip in the movie. So the simple notion that the, the racist Dixiecrats became Republicans, I mean, empirically, that's indefensible. Now, what's remarkable is I'm fighting about this on social media with a Princeton historian named Kevin Cruz. And this guy is really an intellectual fraud because what he'll do is he'll say, wait a minute, Jesse Helms was a Democrat and he became a Republican. John Tower was a Democrat and he became a Republican. Trent Lott was a Democrat and he became a Republican. But none of those guys were Dixiecrats. So, right. in other words, right. we don't deny that Democrats can become Republicans. In fact, the whole <laughs> South, which used to be Democratic, has become largely Republican. But that happened in the Reagan era, and it's because of the Reaganite appeal to anti-communism, patriotism, free markets, pro-life, family values, you know, prayer and in schools. Certainly I mean, this, not racist. This is not a racist agenda in the right. slightest, and not to mention the fact that, that Reagan won 49 states in 1984. It wasn't just the Deep South. He won pretty much every part of the country except Mondale's home state. You are going to love this movie. It's called Death of a Nation. Uh, go to deathofanation.com. No, no Death of a Nation oh, movie. Movie.com. Deathofanationmovie.com. Dinesh, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Appreciate My pleasure. It. Thank you. Pat Gray. This radio network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, it was great to have Dinesh D'Souza on the show. Love him. Um, really good movie. I, I think you're really going to enjoy it, and it, it it you will find it interesting and eye opening. Death of a Nation, and you can go to deathofanationmovie.com uh, to check it out. I don't know, probably has showtimes and lists, but you can find that anywhere. Uh, <clears throat> great, great movie, and. Again, the part that was especially interesting to me was the part about Richard Spencer, who is the basically the founder of the alt-right. Now, how this guy winds up with anything describing the right, although if you pay attention to alt-right, it's an alternative to, to the right. It's not part of the right. And he, uh, Dinesh, proves it in the movie by simply interviewing Richard Spencer. That guy <laughs> is all about big government. He's a big government atheist who believes rights come from government. Well, if <laughs> if government can give them to us, why can't they just then take them away? And they do. And apparently he's fine with it. Uh, so just uh, uh, highly recommend you get out and, and see that movie if you can. 888-933-93. Then, of course, we talked uh, to... Dinesh, a little bit about the uh, fascism of the left. Uh, this shutting down voices is uh, really picking up steam right now. Sure is. And I don't know if there's ever been a time period where I can think that uh, of the poem that first they came for the communists, but I wasn't a communist, so I did nothing. And when they came for the Jews, there was nobody there. So first they came for Alex Jones. Now, Alex Jones, we've made it pretty clear. We're not fans. Um, 
Except I, I do love to mock him because it's fun. <laughs> and uh, he, he has a right to say the things he says. Now, he doesn't necessarily have that right to do that on the platforms created by these private companies. So can they ban him? Can they banish him? Can they eliminate him from their platforms? Yes, they can. That's not the question. Should they be doing this? Also, now that it's happened with Facebook, Apple, Spotify, Google, uh, Instagram, I think, was was one of those that I yeah. saw recently. Um, so he is just being eliminated from the Internet. Um, and that's not enough. Democrat Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut is calling on other tech companies to ban more sites like InfoWars. And he says the uh, survive. I love this line. Their survival of American democracy depends on it. Yeah, Chris. We're not a democracy! <laughs> Good golly. I mean, if, if we can't get, through the, get this through the thick skulls of our elected leaders, we're going to be in trouble. Here's what he tweeted out yesterday. Senator Chris Murphy. Infowars is the tip of a giant iceberg of hate and lies that uses sites like Facebook and YouTube to tear our nation apart. These companies must do more than take down one website. The survival of our democracy depends on it. So who's next? Who's next? Stand in line because will the blaze be next? It is highly possible. Yeah. It is really highly possible. Okay, it's Apple, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, not uh, Instagram, as far as I know. Apple, Facebook, YouTube, sure? Pinterest, and I Spotify. Think... That's what this says. Um, and it's been, uh, apparently, they've all uh, alluded to their hate speech rules, and that's how they're justifying eliminating him. They Apple deleted all episodes for five of InfoWars 6 podcasts, including Alex Jones Show podcast. Uh, Facebook did a similar move. And now, of course, um, Alex Jones is a little pissed off. He's he's responding to this. And it, it's, <laughs> it's so typical Alex Jones in the way he's responding to this. Uh, you can't help but be tickled by Alex Jones tweeting out himself. We're all Alex Jones now. You wait a minute. That's not how that works, man. Uh, right. And believe me, <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter reminded him of that. It's like, dude, you don't do that yourself. Somebody else is supposed to say that. But nobody will, so he's <laughs> he's saying it himself. Now, I'm not Alex Jones. No, thank you. Um, but I do support his right to do what it is he's doing. And I think it sucks yeah. that all these companies are caving in. So he uh, tweeted out, understand this, the censorship of InfoWars just vindicates everything we've been saying. Um, that's not true either. Oh, but um, That's all encompassing with Alex Jones. But he says, now who will stand against tyranny and who will stand up for free speech? We're all Alex Jones now. <laughs> no. Uh, no. So uh, people started uh, responding to that. Somebody named Emma Kennedy tweeted out, yeah, I'm not. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Another reply, uh, we're not all Alex Jones. Only you are banned from YouTube, Facebook, and more. 
we really don't care. You do. <laughs> okay. Uh, another reply. I just ripped off my shirt at the office and screamed at my computer screen, covering it in spittle. Right. We're all Alex Jones now. <laughs> uh, we're all Alex Jones now. Worst Spartacus remake ever. <laughs> Oh, boy. No, no. We're not all Alex Jones because we actually abide by the terms and conditions we agreed to when we signed up for these services. And then this one. I don't think you can say we're all X about yourself without sounding like a maniac, though I suppose that's on brand for you. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a conspiracy theory in that. There's more than one Alex Jones. He's admitting it in full view. There you go. So, uh, we've put together, a, somebody has put together mm-hmm. a touching, touching tribute to Alex. Do we have that ready? Is that? I think so. All right. Let's take a look at Alex Jones over the years because uh, apparently we've lost him from the internet. We've lost him. I'll never stop fighting, but I, okay, the American people want that. I mean, I guess I'll just boy voyage. Okay, whatever. Kane looks like. Somebody you wouldn't do business with. Not just how he physically looks, but the eyes, the mannerisms, the you know, the sneakiness of him. Hillary Clinton and the mainstream media officially are worse than Baghdad Bob. When I talk about Donald Trump, he is a over-the-top, aggressive, masculine, pro-America, golden toad. Toad-like creature. A magical toad. What? This is fun. Here's Hillary for two years. And I know they're going to take that shot and make you look crazy. I don't care. <laughs> Jump out, underwear, yep. whole nine yards, go and get in the shower. Come out of the shower, rah, and I'm eating eggs, whole nine yards. But you know me, I'm always serious. I'm always on. Oh, yeah. The broader, Uh-oh. A little while. We're good. The, bro- the broader point is that Brian Stelter is trying to incite death against you by comparing you to a child molester. I think Tim Kaine looks like a child molester. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Just because... Just to bring somebody happiness. And people say, oh, you're just a dumb All these people think they get ahead because they don't care about anybody. You're not even human. (laughs) (laughs) But again, they don't think you'll have a vast article saying I'm a liar about lizard raids. That was Associated Press about the lizard But it sounds crazy, so they take it out of context. They have that, that. The autistic army. That's huge if it turns out to be true. Yeah, hey, Paul, 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 this is from high-level CIA. Right here. Do directly from. Right here. He thinks that from makes it official. CIA. <laughs> it does. You will see people with green-colored skin. You will wow. see people saying they kill their babies, right. and they love Satan, and they love being ugly, wow. and they love stinking, and howling and screaming all <laughs> over the country, literally wow. possessed by the modern spirit of anti-human garbage. We pledge allegiance to Comrade Putin and his great <laughs> minion... Donald J. Trump to make America great again. Holy he pledged this plan to destroy the Americans, to save their economy and their people and their border and their military. Hail Putin! Hail Russia! We will never surrender! And so on. So with things like that, uh, 
Facebook, YouTube, Apple, LinkedIn, Spotify, and Pinterest have all banned him now, taken him down. LinkedIn? <laughs> right. Uh, okay. What kind of hateful stuff do you have on LinkedIn? Oh, his resume is just filled with hate. But I'll tell you this, if you're banned by LinkedIn and they're finally going to leave you alone, that, that's a good thing. I that, mean, that'd be, that might be the one that actually helps him there. That is true. <laughs> Jeez. Is that what it finally takes to get LinkedIn off your back and out of your inbox? Okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, Seems like a long way to the well, but yeah. definitely a benefit. It's just, uh, you know, on this day of sadness, we just need some things to comfort us. As we take a trip down memory lane with Alex. And to feel what the children are feeling. Mm-hmm. God almighty. Yep. <laughs> First here. <laughs> Folks, we gotta we gotta get good people to stand up against these people. People stop. Second gear. Stop. Third gear. I probably shouldn't even have done this radio show today because I have this disgusted cover Mm -hmm. for how I just hate the globalists, but it's more than that. And I I just get flippant and angry, but it's because deep down, folks, I can see what they're doing. And we have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to stop these globalists. Where are the men in this country? Where are the men in this world? What the (laughs) hell have we become? We just offer our children up to the system with the fluoride and the water and the GMO hurting them. Mm. And we let fat perverts grab them at the airport to train them for the pedophile government. (laughs) And we've just got such a sick society. Wow. Holy cow. Now, you know, that's bizarre. It's uh, crazed. It's out of control. Is it hate speech? (laughs) I don't know. I don't think so. And he, he does other things directed at other people that probably could qualify. But again, the American people can't just sort through this stuff. Seriously. It, I mean, we're getting to a place and they're being encouraged now by the Senate Democrats. And they there's apparently something else circulating in the Senate right now. Uh, where they want to just seize control of the internet. Um, A leaked memo circulating among Senate Democrats contains a host of crazy authoritarian proposals for regulating digital platforms, purportedly as a way to get get, uh, tough on Russian bots and fake news. Uh, To save American trust in our, quote, in our institutions, democracy, not a democracy, Free press and markets, unquote. It suggests we need unprecedented and undemocratic government intervention into online press and markets, including comprehensive GDPR-like data protection legislation of the sort enacted by the EU. Now, GDPR is the German Democratic uh, something republic, I think. Mm. I, I don't... German Democratic Republic, yep. Yeah. Oh, German Democratic People's Republic mm-hmm. is what it is. Okay. So that's what we want to do? And the Semit Dem- Democrats are circulating a memo stating that? Titled, Potential Policy Proposals for Regulation of Social Media and Technology Firms, the draft policy paper 
written by Senator Mark Warner and leaked by an unknown source to Axios. The paper starts out by noting, Russians have long spread disinformation, including when the Soviets tried to spread fake news denigrating Martin Luther King. Uh, But now it's different because technology. Today's tools seem almost built for Russian disinformation techniques, and ones to come, he assures us, will be even worse. So they want to do mandatory location verification. Papers suggest forcing social media platforms to authenticate and disclose the geographic origin of all user accounts or posts. (laughs) Wow, is this not Gestapo technique? Mandatory identification verification. Uh, They also suggest forcing social media and tech platforms to authenticate user identities and only allow authentic accounts with failure to appropriately address inauthentic account activity uh, would be punishable as a violation of both SEC disclosure rules and Section 5 of the Federal Trade Commission Act. Uh, Define popular tech as essential facilities. These would be subject to all sorts of heightened rules and controls, according to the paper. Offering Google Maps is an example of the kind of apps or platforms that might count. The law would not mandate that a dominant provider offer the serve service for free. Rather, it would be required to offer it on a reasonable and non-discriminatory term provided by the government. Yeah, this is nothing short of the government seizing control of the Internet and being able to regulate it uh, and squash any dissent. Uh, this is really dangerous territory we're in right now. Really dangerous territory. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know it's it's really uh, difficult sometimes to uh, tell in a heightened state of panic or an emergency. You're in a crisis situation. Maybe somebody's in your house. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on. You know, it might be the middle of the night. Is it a child coming home late or is it, you know, an intruder? Things can go wrong. And they they sometimes do, even with highly trained professionals. And we're not, the vast majority of us, 99% of us, not highly trained professionals. So if you go out shooting once a month or so, every once in a while, um, it's not going to get the job done. Don't risk being unprepared or undertrained and spending the rest of your life thinking about a moment where things went wrong and and you didn't perform properly do what i do do what keith does practice frequently with iTarget pro mm-hmm. revolutionizing home firearm training iTarget pro uses your actual gun so you can become more proficient with your own firearm uh then uh it also has a it uses your smartphone and their proprietary app then there's a laser in place of the bullet kind of important that way bullets don't go through your walls when you're practicing at home uh and it's a really it's a really good safety feature plus you save a lot of money you don't have to buy all kinds of ammo don't have to pay range fees don't have to pay for the gas driving to and from you do this all in the comfort and privacy of your own home so then uh with with the laser it detects exactly where your shots are landing on the uh on the target it's awesome it's really fun Right now, you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code PAT, iTargetPro.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed, the Blaze Radio Network.
Ray Unleashed. All right. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell right now is leading an anti-Trump Broadway sing-along outside the White House. Isn't that fun? That's wonderful. Haven't seen uh, Rosie in so long. And uh, it's great to have her back out and active again. That's Well, she needs to be active. Uh, 888-900-3393 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Sabes84 uh, tweets out, this will teach me for missing the first 40 minutes of the show. I had the pleasure of starting at the Alex Jones segment. Ugh. <laughs> uh, from Jeff Griffith. While listening to the Alex Jones montage, I'm just realizing you've been lying to us. You guys are trying to distance yourself from him. But since the blaze is full of high-level CIA, he's getting info from you guys. Je- he's <laughs> He's getting info from you guys? Just admit it. All right. Uh, Tom says, uh, Dinesh was great. Outstanding. I've always planned to watch his movie, but this gives me much more anticipation and excitement to watch. Thank you. Uh, it, it is it's really good. Very interesting stuff. I cannot stuff. wait. And I, I, a blockbuster interview with Richard Spencer. Blockbuster. And, and he made the point, you know, going to see it in the theater, I think that's going to have a bigger impact for my kids than just waiting for the DVD. Yeah, I think so, too. Because they will remember mm-hmm. that moment a lot more differently than being in the living room seeing it. And I really want them to commit this stuff to memory. Plus, you see it now, uh, as opposed to waiting till what, November mm-hmm. or October, probably. Yes. Uh, so, uh, it, and again, it made $2.3 million. That's really good for a documentary. I mean, I don't know what it cost him to make the movie. Um but uh, documentaries just don't do well as a rule. And the biggest selling of all time was one of Michael Moore's that hit what? Did that, did that incon- what was it? Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 9-11. And I think, it, did it hit 100 million? That might have. Um, but, you know, with that exception. Yeah, 120. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking it was. Mm-hmm. 120 million or so. <laughs> um, for the best selling of all time. Uh, the the biggest documentary ever is 120 million, and then I think it drops off a great deal after that. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Canadians are trying to boycott U.S. products. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh boy, are we scared yeah. yet? Uh, I'm not. I just we should stop exporting our food to these ingrates. Okay, eat your beaver tails and maple syrup. How about that? Well, they are the maple syrup cartel, as we've learned. Yes, they are. So, I mean, they've got that keep going your stupid, for them. Keep your beaver tails, keep mm-hmm. your maple syrup, use them in tandem. I don't know, flavor it with the syrup, whatever, and don't eat our American products. Um, sadly for them, 40 to 60% of their food comes from the United States of America. So, good luck. Oh, man. Good luck on that. But angry Canadian grocery shoppers are leading a movement to boycott American-made products after Trump levied the aluminum and steel tariffs on the country, threatened to impose auto tariffs. On June 1st, Canada was slapped with a 25% tariff on steel, 10% tariff on aluminum. They retaliated on the U.S. by imposing tariffs on popular food products, including orange juice, ketchup, and yogurt. Well, and they've already, we've talked about the milk thing. The average tariff is 217% on American milk that goes into Canada. So now we've got these trade, uh, stalled trade negotiations with Canada, Mexico, and the EU. Uh, United States has been taken advantage of for many decades on trade, Trump said. Those days are over. Canada is the U.S. top export and takes in 18% of all goods that are sold abroad. And again, 40 
to 60% of all the food sitting on Canadian grocery store shelves comes from right here in the United States. <laughs> so I don't know how you're going to pull off that boycott. Um, you're going to lose a little weight in the process. Good for you. Right in time for winter. Mm-hmm. Mm, boy. Mm-hmm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety Let's go to Rick in California. You're on the blaze. Hey, Rick. Hey, how are you doing? Solution. I, 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 we gotta. We gotta. First off, we gotta pick a side, good or bad. We gotta what? And pick a side, good or bad. Alex Jones, he was bad. So you know what? Okay. Fine. Take uh-huh. him off. Wait a wait a sec, Rick. I didn't realize how close we were to the top. I got a hard break here, so we'll come right back to you uh, right after the break. All right, we got to get the update. So hang in there for just a minute, and we'll get right back to you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here. 888-900-3393. Boy, we're in a precarious place right now in this country. Holy cow. I mean, we, we're on the verge of having rights completely destroyed here. Yeah. Now, now the one thing you, you have to continually admit is that these are private companies. Facebook, Apple, Google, and they can do what they want with their stupid platforms. But this hysteria then on the left and the encouragement of other platforms to do the same thing and to other people, way more. I mean, Chris Murphy said Alex Jones is just the tip of the iceberg. Well, then, I mean, who else do you have in mind? Chris, who else do you have in mind? Tell us that. Let's, let's just get it out there. Rush Limbaugh, Glenn Beck, Sean Hannity, Fox News. You want all those gone, too? Nobody should have a platform uh, unless you believe that the uh, baby holocaust should continue. Nobody should have a platform if you don't believe in open borders. Is that what we're going to do? Is that, is that the game we're going to play now? Leave people alone and let the American people sort it out. Yeah, and you were absolutely right when you said we're at a very precarious place. I thought when, when Dinesh was in here earlier and he was talking about the state of the media and he just threw in there, you know, in a normal America, and then he went on with his point. Mm-hmm. That's a, absolutely right. We are not in a normal America. Unfortunately, it's becoming the new normal. Mm-hmm. But you you guys, with both of you, you said there how, how precarious our rights are. The new normal means that this isn't just some idle point you're making now. Hey, th- you know, our rights are really hanging in the balance right now. No, they literally are. We are in a very, very mm-hmm. dangerous time right now. There's no question about that. And so hopefully people will realize that and... You know, I I guess what we can do is start letting Facebook and Google and Apple know how we feel about this. Hey, let us noodle it out, okay? Unless you want all conservatives to leave your platform. And believe me, that's a lot of people. If you want to lose all of your conservative customers, but it's going to, it would take a united front like that to put a stop to this. 
888 We were talking to Rick before the uh, top hour break. Uh, go ahead, Rick, in California. Welcome that, to The Blaze. That's, that's perfect. That, you, you said it right there, perfect. We all need to pick a side, and good or bad. What side yep. are you going to be on? Yep. Um, Alex, you know, he wasn't a great guy. I, I listened to him a few times. I know who you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was he was bad. Let's take him off there. But so was Hillary. Hillary said we were deplorable, so take her off. LeBron James, mm-hmm. the new king of L.A. here. I, I want to, you know what? He can, he can wear those shoes. He can talk, he can talk about equality, but where are the women on his team? <laughs> where, are, where are the women on his team? Yeah. He doesn't have any women on his team. When he can talk about equality, then he can have the women on his team. It's crazy what's going on in the world. I, you know what? We have a new neighbor in our neighborhood here. She lives on the, on the corner down the street underneath the shopping cart, and people come and feed her. I saw her kicking a crap in the, you know, I can't even walk down the street without the, the street stinks so bad. It's not just human. Uh, it's animal too. They don't mm-hmm. clean. They don't water anything out here. It's crazy. It's crazy what's going on out here. Yeah, I know. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it. And you, you hear about this in city after city now. Now we're hearing about it in Southern California too. When did this, you know, Glenn asked that question yesterday. When did this become an acceptable thing to crap in the streets in America? I, I missed that uh, memo that went out and said, hey, go ahead and uh, just relieve yourself wherever you are. Whatever. If you can't be in the bathroom, use uh, the sidewalk as one. Well, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't Yeah, I don't think that's a Are we going to go back to like the 17 and 1800s where people go in a pot and then just dump it out the window? You might remember that led to some infectious diseases <laughs> a few times. Uh, and in one case, 17 million people died from those infectious diseases. And I don't think we want to go back there. Seriously, we are, we are unraveling as God. a society. And it's happening so quickly. We've got to wake up and take a stand here. Third worldification. Dayton in New York, you're on the blaze. Hi. Oh, hello. Hey. Pat. I'm... This is the first time I've ever called in a show. Thanks for calling. And, uh, well, thank you for taking it. Um, I'm thinking that how we get back to what America, well, how we get to America where America should be, is we have to remember that the pillars of our freedom come from the documents. And Mm -hmm. they deal with each of us as individuals. And the Bible tells us how to behave as individuals. You know, love right. your neighbor as yourself, love your God. Mm-hmm. We have to start by treating each other as individual people and not part of some collective. Because we're, we're painting each other all with the same brush if we're different. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm making sense. I'm no, you are. You're, you're exactly right. Uh, and, appreci- uh, uh, mm-hmm. That's where we have to start. Yep. Yes, sometimes we have to act in concert to protect and keep our rights. That's what our ancestors did. Exactly. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dayton. Uh, it, it's difficult to get back to that time, though, where we're living the golden rule, treating others the way we'd like to be treated. Uh, nobody's thinking about that anymore because they're online and saying everything they can possibly say, thinking up the worst insults they can possibly spew and they do it all anonymously. Nobody's looking at them. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows where they live. They're unaccountable. 
So that makes it really difficult to get a grip on this dialogue. Uh, Bill in Kansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how y'all doing today? Good. Um, first off, just I'd like to thank you for having Dinesh on there today. I like following him online. He's a pretty, pretty intelligent guy. Yeah, he is. Um, I was reading yesterday a news article popped up that Facebook has asked the banks to share their information, and they will in kind share their information with the banks. And I Googled it. It's on the Wall Street Journal's page and the Fortune magazine page. So wow. I think it was a pretty reliable story. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on that? Surprising that uh, we haven't seen anything yeah. about that. I'd have to uh, appreciate the call, Bill. We'll, I see this right now. Thanks for the Facebook heads up. Facebook in talks with banks to expand customer service. Oh, look at that. Uh, they're in talks to deepen links with banks and financial institutions, Facebook is, saying it can help uh, the firms improve their customer service. Oh, in I what, bet In it what can. way? <laughs> in what way is that going to improve customer service? Oh, that's mm. fa- I got to We got to we'll delve into that. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I want to... Sp- Speak about it intelligently, and since I haven't seen the story yet, yeah, we'll have that. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll take a look at that. That's <laughs> scary. That's another little chilling aspect to throw into the mix, like we uh, didn't have enough already. Yeah, and, and I love how this article points out Facebook has faced intense scrutiny around a data breach uh, row involving Cambridge Analytica, which saw millions of users' data improperly accessed. Oh, let's give them our bank info too. Yeah, good oh, idea. Boy. Really, really good idea. Um, and this is where the rhetoric in this country is leading right now. A well-known member of the Stanislaus County community was brutally beaten while pl- placing uh, campaign signs out in his neighborhood. And police are investigating it as a hate crime. Tuesday night, uh, 50-year-old Sergeet Mali had just placed his last sign uh, when he came upon two men who were waiting for him at his truck when he came back. <sighs> As soon as I saw them, they threw, they threw sand in my eyes. And that was just the beginning of the attack. Then they proceeded to beat him in the head, shoulders, and neck. I cleared my eyes, and I saw them. I saw their blue eyes peeking through black hoodies. And as the beating continued, his attacker shouted, Go back to your country. Same message, along with hate symbols, were spray-painted on his truck, too. Um, this guy is a well-known community leader, a Sikh, and a member of the Republican Party. The reason you're not hearing about this at all, nobody's talking about it, is because he's a member of the Republican Party. And this doesn't fit the narrative of Donald Trump firing up his base to go out and attack people. In fact, there have been, what, uh, this was last week where I saw this statistic, 538 attacks I believe it was this year on Trump supporters. Violent attacks on Trump supporters that have been documented. Wow. Um, where are the stories of the violence going the other way? I mean, I just don't I don't see it. Then this poor guy gets beaten within an inch of his life just because he's putting signs out and he's Republican and a Sikh. Ah, we gotta uh, we gotta take a real careful look where we're headed and then try to pull this thing back turn this train around 888-900-3393 also in the continued war with uh, Donald Trump and his tariffs China has decided that uh, they want more profit from Apple they say Apple has benefited from their cheap labor and a strong supply chain in China and they need to share more of their profit with the Chinese people 
or face, quote, anger and nationalist sentiment, unquote, amid the ongoing trade war. Uh, the opinion piece highlights how Apple made $9.6 billion in revenue in China in the uh, June quarter, which helped the U.S. giant to hit $1 trillion valuation. Um, but the continuing trade war between the U.S. and China could leave Apple and other U.S. firms vulnerable as bargaining chips for Beijing. The eye-catching success achieved in the Chinese market may provoke nationalist sentiment if U.S. President Donald Trump's recently adopted protectionist measures hit Chinese companies hard. China is by far the most important overseas market for the U.S.-based Apple, leaving it exposed if Chinese people make it a target of anger and nationalist sentiment. It seems to be trying to stir that up against Apple. And here's the thing. Yeah, has Apple benefited from the labor in China? Yes. But has the labor in China benefited from Apple? Yes. They're making wages, right? They're earning a living. They're making money. Apple is sharing their profits with them. But that's not going to be enough. Uh, last week, China said they're re- ready to retaliate with tariffs on around $60 billion of U.S. goods. Just days after the administration revealed, Trump had spoken with U.S. Trade Representative Robert uh, Leitizer and asked him to consider increasing the proposed levies on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods, up to 25% from 10% now. So, I don't know. I keep hearing this is a negotiation tactic. I keep hearing it's all going to turn out really well. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that come to fruition quite yet. Well, Canada's upset. Yeah, they are, and they're they're going to boycott. They had it coming to them. They're going to boycott. Canadians, Canucks. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Wayne, who's the founder of Bombshot Lip Balm up in Boise, Idaho, great American company, great American product. He. Uh, took off on his own and did a great American thing. He invented his own product because what he found uh, just didn't suit his needs. He was using lip balm all the time and because his lips continually get sunburned and it got to the point where it gave him cancer. And so he had to have his bottom lip removed and replaced. In his frustration, he, he couldn't find what he needed, so he invented what he needed. A uh, really good lip balm in a really cool container. This shotgun looking shell and uh it's gonna be really fun when people on the left see that and and become all aghast that you dare have such a threatening object near them uh so that's the fun part (laughs) plus uh everybody who tries this lip balm absolutely loves it bomb shot for blaze listeners only they've got a really special offer go to bombshot.com use the promo code pat and when you buy a two-pack you'll get a third for free Four-pack will get you a fifth for free. If you buy a six-pack, they're going to throw in a free Bombshot logo baseball hat. So you buy six, you get the free hat, plus they throw in free shipping. Bombshot.com, promo code PAT, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com, bombshot.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 
Uh, you know, normally we like to lead with our mistakes, but because Dinesh D'Souza led the show, we weren't able to do that today. But we we lied yesterday when we said 60 people were shot in Chicago oh, over the weekend. See, 60 people. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. So it wasn't 60. It was not 60. Okay, shame on us for... And, uh, for we should have checked into incorrect. it a little bit deeper because obviously that sounds ridiculous. Sure does. 60 people. It was shot. 72. Oh, 70? 72 people okay. were shot, including 12 fatally. Oh, so, uh, just thought I'd bring that to the table and let you know. corrected that. Yeah. So, so just to be be clear, just to be clear, it was six, sixty people were not shot. No. Seventy two people were shot, and twelve of them killed. Actually, police are investigating now a thirteenth murder, the slaying of a thirty two year old woman who was found dead around nine p.m. Sunday night in a bathtub with her hands and feet bound. Oh, God. sounds like suicide to me, right? That's uh, it's a clear cut suicide right there. So. Jeez. I, you know, again, in the city with the toughest gun laws in the nation. Mm -hmm. The end of July, the city, this is just, this is not the metro area. Mm -hmm. Just the city of Chicago had recorded three, more than 300 murders. More than any other U.S. city. Uh, But actually a slight improvement for Chicago. Murders were down 23% compared with last year at the same point. Wow. Wow. Uh, but this weekend's violence underscored all those the cities witnessed a positive trend. Several neighborhoods do remain volatile. Yeah, you think? Mm-hmm. <sighs> also in the uh, war for equality. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, do you know who actress Ruth Wilson is? Her char- uh, She's on Showtime's The Affair, which I've never seen. Mm-mm. Her uh, character Allison was killed off in a major surprise. Oh well, there we the go. Affair. So sorry. Hey, y'all, just F- FYI, if you're um, if you're into that show, yeah. uh, do you watch it, Ron? So, you do, and you haven't seen it yet. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Pretend oh, I didn't say that. You broke the man's heart. <laughs> I mean, he's got <clears throat> the face going on, and yeah. now he's got I know. this problem. Sorry. Um, Allison was part of the show's main quadrangle with Dominic West. <laughs> Joshua Jackson, and Maura Tierney. Okay. Wilson won a Golden Globe Award for her role. But in February, she complained about pay parity on the show when she discovered how much more West, her scene partner, was paid. Um, On whether she's paid less than West, she replied, yeah, I think so. Wait, you think so? Certainly when I signed up to that project, I would have got paid less. Then they might argue... Well, he's already done a major American TV show, The Wire. So he's already got a higher level. Well, yeah, and that'd be a good argument. But even after a Golden Globe, I'm not going to be on parody. And she doesn't, by the way, she doesn't know this for sure. She doesn't know how much he's making. She's just guessing. And then she says, so he definitely gets more than me. I mean, I don't know what the figure is, but I'm sure he does. Oh, boy. Okay, you can't drive this whole inequality thing when you don't even know for sure what you're talking about. Then she admits, even if he is paid more, well, yeah, he's already done, he's already an established star. And she's not. This is driving me out of my mind. (laughs) Out of my mind. Wilson said she hadn't spoken to West about the matter of equal pay. Wow, I'm sure he's loving that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sort of funny, she said. It's quite hard to bring that up in a way. Well, you seem to be doing it fine now. Let's do it in public. But it needs to be an open discussion, and men need to help us out. Do they? Is that the responsibility of the ma- male actors? 
honestly, then you wouldn't be an equal. Then I love this. I love this line. I don't want more money. I just want equal money, which means men have to take less. What in the hell is the matter with you? What do you mean you don't want more money? You want the men to make less. That's a Marxist argument for an economy. Yep. Let's bring down one segment of society instead of raising the other one up. So ridiculous. In The Hollywood Reporter, the producer of the show, Sarah Treem, only says Wilson asked to leave the show. Mm. Uh, Of course, um, nobody bothered to ask Treem if that had anything to do with Wilson's pay parity declaration. Um, (laughs) But when actors complain about their shows, the... uh, uh, they, they've been known to be vindictive, the producers, apparently. Uh, is Wilson's sudden departure a coincidence? I mean, <laughs> she didn't even get to film a farewell. She just disappeared, and later we see she's dead from oh. suicide, no less. Not even a plot point, not heroic, just fast. <laughs> At least on Grey's Anatomy, Shonda Rhimes gave Patrick Dempsey a wave. I, lo- <laughs> I love this stuff. I mean... Usually there are reasons when the men do make more than the women, like they're bigger stars, mm-hmm. uh, or they have more scenes, or there's more to it. You know, remember when Jennifer Lawrence was making the big stink about it with her uh, male co-stars? Oh, yeah. yeah. Chris Pratt. And, and then it turned out Chris Pratt did double the scenes. He was making twice as much money. He also did double the scenes oh. as Jennifer Lawrence. So he did more work. So it wasn't, e- it wasn't equal work for equal pay. It was more work for more pay, which is the way it's supposed to be. And I love how that article is written. Was this a vindictive thing? I don't know. Maybe it was an employer saying, we don't want our employees talking about other employees' possible salaries to the rest of the world. Especially when they don't know what they're talking about. Let's cut out the cancer. Maybe that was the motivation. She has no idea how much she makes, and she admits it in the article. I'm just, oh, good gosh. When does, how do we make this stop? How do we make it stop? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can, but... Uh, oh, no. That genie's out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it is. Also, uh, Dave Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's the really uh, brawny one, I think. You know, the kind of innocent, dumb... I forget what his name is on the, on the show. But uh, he has threatened to quit now. He's one of the main oh, yeah. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy stars. Mm-hmm. Um, he's threatening to walk away from the franchise because they fired uh, James Gunn. Hmm. And James Gunn was fired after uh, the tweets that he made about little boys and stuff. We, he, mostly, I guess, he just jokes about it. Um, jokes about pedophilia. He's There's no evidence he's ever done it. But Disney just fired him summarily. Uh, last night, Batista got on Twitter and told people that He's still legally obligated to play Drax. Oh, he's Drax the Destroyer. Mm -hmm. That's what he is. Um, When Volume 3 comes out, he's still obligated. However, he also says it's nauseating to work for Disney when they're playing into a smear campaign led by fascists and cyber Nazis. I will do what I'm legally, legally obligated to do, but Guardians without James Gunn is not what I signed up for. Guardians of the Galaxy without... James Gunn just isn't Guardians of the Galaxy. It's also pretty nauseating to work for someone who'd empower a smear campaign by fascist cyber Nazis. That's just how I feel. Then he took this up a notch in a new interview with Shortlist, saying he won't go on if Gunn's script gets thrown out. Where I'm at right now is that if Marvel doesn't use that script, 
that I'm going to ask them to release me from my contract, cut me out, or recast me. I'd be doing James a disservice if I didn't. That'll be interesting to see if he stands up to that uh, pledge. Because, you know, that's a pretty good part. And that's probably a lot of money on the line. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he sticks to that. Uh, that little principle of his. That it was wrong to, uh, it was wrong to fire James Gunn. And, and I think it probably was. But that's just what happens now. That's the new reality. I mean, if you have a tweet that's objectionable then you're going to go away. It's about that simple now. We have another uh, campus reform video where they go out and talk to uh, Columbia students about free speech, about the First Amendment, and their thoughts on the First Amendment are fascinating. Uh, We'll play that for you coming up here shortly. And uh, Jeffy's just around the corner as well with Chewing the Fat. Let me tell you about Earthwater. Earthwater is improving people's lives in a couple of different ways. First of all, it's a 100% natural beverage that can put much-needed nutrients back into your diet. Or into your diet for the first time, probably in my case. Over 70 trace minerals. Earth water is really unique. You can boost your energy level. It'll help rebuild your immune system. uh, Reduce stress. Improves your memory and focus. It helps remove toxins from your body. Plus, there's a ground-level opportunity to become an Earth water affiliate, if you'd like to try that, too. By becoming an affiliate... You reserve your position in the network marketing tree with direct-to-market model when it's launched later this year. And Earthwater pays you a 40% weekly commission on all orders placed by your com- by your customers. 40%. So go to theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Join today at theblaze.teamearthwater.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. It's time to chew the fat with uh, Jeffy. Welcome. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Happy Tuesday. Uh, it's a happy Tuesday. Isn't it? it isn't, I mean, happy Tuesday. there's so much good news. No such thing. Oh, I yeah. mean, news just abounding good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to Hollywood. To start with the good news. Oh, well, pile on the happy. I mean, there's, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame, you know, was uh, the Donald Trump star, was uh, defaced uh, last week with... Uh, destroyed. The yeah, completely destroyed. Uh, the West Hollywood City Council has voted to remove the Trump star from the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, their resolution... Now, the thing is, okay, the uh, West Hollywood uh, City Council, they really don't have any say. It's the city of Los Angeles, and it's the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce that uh, actually gets the final say. So they just voted to uh, they voted to uh, <clears throat> remove the star due to Trump's disturbing treatment of women and other actions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, the irony so is so. Is that, they, they said, "Look, is that from the not, West Hollywood people, or yes, is that West Hollywood?" So, City so it's Council. from the people who have no. 
no say? Correct. They, okay. they just voted to say, hey, we got to send it to Los Angeles and the Chamber of Commerce. Uh-huh. We think it should be gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, they said that uh, we didn't pass the resolution because Donald Trump is a conservative or a Republican. Oh, of course not. He went on to describe the star on the Walk of Fame as being an honor that should no longer exist when one belittles and attacks minorities, immigrants, people with disabilities, or women. And they want it gone. Uh, but since the star is a uh, actual property of the city of Los Angeles, um, they, well, I can say, go get bet. And they probably will, because as of now, there's uh, no plans to remove any stars from the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, West Hollywood City Council uh, doesn't have a jurisdiction over well, the Walk of Fame, so big deal. But the guy with the pickaxe effectively removed. He did. Are but they going to put it back? They're talking about not? returning it. Yeah, they they don't gonna? want to return okay. it. Because they, they wanted to get rid of uh, Bill Cosby and Kevin Spacey. You know, that, those guys are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, they wanted to. Uh, it, it's not the first time uh, they tried to get rid of um, tried to get rid of Marlon Brando uh, years ago for his uh, anti-Semitic remarks about Jewish people in Hollywood. Mm. And they wanted to get rid of him. And at the time, the head of uh, the Walk of Fame chairman, Johnny Grant, said, uh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> if stars were pulled up every time a famous person said something stupid, we'd have no stars left. Good point. <laughs> They're here for their work. And, of course, uh, Mark Hamill has you know, voiced his opinion by saying, hey, how about replacing it with someone who really earned it, like Carrie Fisher? Hmm. So my point is that, A, I'm surprised Carrie doesn't have one, and B, they're thirty grand. How about you foot the bill, Mark? Exactly. How about you foot the bill? Let's go. Yeah. I mean, that's what it, all it takes is somebody to nominate you or you want to nominate yourself, and you have to, the star, which I guess – Carrie can't do anymore, uh, has to say that they'll be there uh, for the event mm-hmm. and then pay the 30 grand. Have a nice day. You get the star. Wow. I mean, they, there's a committee that picks the stars. Like, you know, you can apply as many times as you want, but I think you get, uh, you get, you can apply once a year or twice a year. And then if you don't get picked, you can keep reapplying every year after that. Okay. But, you know, so it's only 30 grand. Uh, that. It's cheap at twice the price. <laughs> I think so. Mm-hmm. It's well worth it. And, and and you're right though. What's going to happen is that they're just not going to. They're going to dilly dally around and never replace it. Yeah, that could well be. Yeah, I mean they'll just. Oh, that's. But that makes it almost even better, right? I mean, yeah. if you just see the hole there. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I think they'd do is just replace the sidewalk and leave it. We're get, we're we're you know? we have, we're waiting on the guy to make the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Trump's place. It, no, right. we're, we're not removing it. No, right. no, no, no. And then when, it, when people forget about it, oh, yeah, we just never oh, got around to the star. What did we do with Ran that out of money. star? All out of money. Man, we can't find it anywhere. Mm. Yeah. And then Trump will tweet that he'll pay for it. We'll have another war. Uh, other news out of Hollywood. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, we love her, uh, talked about how she's meeting with members of Congress to fight equality, which is great. And uh, She's she, fighting equality? They're fighting for equality. Oh, okay. fighting for equality. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want well, equality. I don't want equality. <laughs> no, she's absolutely fighting for the equality. And she uh, she has pretty much used this interview with Variety to uh, say that, uh, you know, she wants to be a uh, Marvel movie comic book villainess. Uh, she said, look, I want to play the baddest ass lady you've ever seen in your life. They get the wicked queen or the wicked lady just to do the makeup and the outfit. I got the deep voice. I need the job. <laughs> and she was also lamenting that uh, she was so happy that she didn't. And I think I am too. Now that I think about it, she uh, 
she went after the role of Superman before Christopher Reeve when she was he. Oh. And uh, she was saying that she was glad that she didn't get it. Uh, yeah, me too. Would, <laughs> right? Uh, boy, the irony today on that one. I know. Would be thick. I know. <laughs> I mean, she said it, it was just too much for me. I would have gone down as the most macho guy in the world, and that's not me. No, it's not. Not even close to being me. You're right. So Not <laughs> even close. Uh, I, watched a, I watched an interesting video, an interview with Caitlin, and if you... Maybe I'll tweet it out. I mean, I, I don't know that I want to play it on the show, but he's, she's beautiful. Beautiful. I know, right? Is that the word you're groping that, for? That is. The most she's beautiful woman I think I might have ever seen in my right. life. Caitlin Jenner. So beautiful. Right? I mean, just an exquisite right? woman. A Thank flower. You. A flower, so, if you will. So, you. so, so beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Never been a better okay, time. There, we said it. <laughs> it has to be said every time. So we said it. And she the, is Beautiful. And Variety was having, uh, they showed some of the photo shoot that she was going through, you know, poolside and mm-hmm. throughout the oh. house and everything. That had to be very tilted. Tremendous. Right. Tremendous. That's not the word I was looking for, actually. No? Okay. Uh, but mm. I guess you could go. Hot? If was look. that the word yeah. you were looking for? Yeah. Whoa, yeah, don't yeah, objectify yeah, yeah. the woman. Oh, right. Good point. <laughs> Sir. She's just beautiful. Beautiful. Let's not... leave it at tasteful comments. Okay. You're exactly right. <clears throat> I know they're having a big. I've, I've got an article here that I've been. I've just been. It's been down here at the bottom of the stack that I've never gotten to. But it does remind me of it. Talking about Caitlyn is uh, no. I don't have to tell you that I'm trans before dating you. Um, mm. Chris Cruz, are you in the house? Chris Cruz. I think you do. I think you do. Maybe if you've had the surgery, uh-huh. full blown surgery, you don't. Yeah, without if, the surgery, if there's something there that you don't know about, yeah, you should probably let them know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll find out. I mean, well, right, why, why that's the whole the thing. Surprise, well, right? See, but that's what they're arguing about is that the one girl shouldn't there matter. There was a big story, right? There was a big story about uh, one a trans person who did that and didn't tell the person, and uh, she got murdered, oh, or gosh. he got murdered. Oh, that's it was not, horrible, that's, right? Yeah, it's a hor- horrific good. story. Oof. But the argument is, is that uh, you know it's completely nonsense that she would have to tell you to begin with. Mm. You're just showing your racism and your hatred. That's just unbelievable. Uh, I mean, it is unbelievable. It's, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You're, you damn cis people that uh, <laughs> that are wow. showing your uh, showing your mm-hmm. hatred for trans people. Mm-hmm. You know you're attracted to them. You're already going out on a date with them. Mm-hmm. So why mm-hmm. it shouldn't make a difference? It shouldn't matter. Yeah. Huh. I know. Okay. It's a crazy world. It sure is. It's a crazy world. <laughs> it sure enough is. And great news from the NFL. We've had a hard time finding good news about the NFL. Mm. And, you know, we've been struggling with the with the kneeling and what the owners have to say and what's going on. But this news last night came across and I thought, finally, finally, the NFL fans are going to have history being made this year. The Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. We'll have male cheerleaders dancing on the yeah. side of the Yay! Okay. Cheerleaders? I thought they were dancers. <laughs> Thank you. No, the- Yay! Thank you. Thank Woo! you. Other teams like the Colts and the Ravens have stuntmen, uh-huh. but... No. No, no, no. The no. Rams and the Saints have cheerleaders, okay? Dancers. Well, they're, I mean, they're called cheerleaders. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. The one, uh, Jesse Hernandez, who uh, tried out for the New Orleans Saints, uh, the Saintsation... A cheerleading team uh, said that uh, look he he got a he got a text from his mom with a link to the story. She told me it was my time to shine. 
So he he's shown. He's, he's shown. Good. Oh, he's so, shining. That's great. I, yeah, I've seen one of them. Thank you. See now that's good news from the NFL. Really, really great. <laughs> Yay! I mean, right? Um, Yay! Napoleon uh, Ginny's tweeted out. Still can't believe I'm one of the first males in history to be a pro NFL cheerleader. Thank you. Everyone's support and love has been insane. I Thank do. you and go Rams. I do. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, yes, I said it was. Yeah, Rams. You're right. Go Rams. And you said a mouthful when you said it was. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Because mm-hmm. every quarter, you know, the... the Five or six cheerleaders go to a different corner of the stadium and yeah. mm-hmm. rotate, yeah. around rotate around. Yeah. I can't wait till they're at Can't wait till the rotation becomes your way with uh, yes. dan- gonna be the great. dancing I mean, queens. Look, they, they have the guys in the college cheerleader squads, right? Yeah, they, to the chance. It's a big deal. Yeah. But these are different. But the, these it are is different. different. It is different because the NFL cheerleaders aren't necessarily cheerleaders. Right. I hate to yeah, admit that, and I know that's a... You know, it's, that's a, it's a hard thing to fathom for uh-huh. these people. Yeah, but it's different. But it's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's different. And mm-hmm. it gets more and more different as you go from you know junior high school to high school to college to the NFL. Well, plus they're doing different things. The guys in college are like, they're doing the heavy lifting yes. and they're doing, you know, they're not dancing around. Like the girls are, they're doing separate things from them and gymnastics moves and whatever. Mm-hmm. Am I to take from you? You think the women can't thing. do the heavy lifting? No, you're no, obviously not. But I'm just saying that's what the men do in college. <laughs> okay, uh, but it doesn't look from what the picture is showing. Yeah, no, like oh, yeah. these no. are doing that. They're, well, they're dancing like that, the girls. If are. you think putting that leg up like that isn't heavy lifting, my friend, <laughs> you are sadly mistaken. Because <laughs> it is, my friend. All right. <laughs> I mean, we, we've decided it's different. That's the mm-hmm. Rams and the Saints. <laughs> right. Rams, right. The and, Rams the Saints. and the Saints. Uh, New York Mayor uh, Bill de Blasio. You know him, you love him. I uh, had to make it clear that. Uh, the first you, part was right. What's that? You had the first part right. I know him. Yeah, you know him, you love him. Mm-hmm. He describes himself uh, as uh, one part social democracy, one part New Deal, and one part liberation theology. Oh, I love him for that. He's all parts stupid. Um, he uh, and wrong. He blamed uh, Rupert Murdoch, uh, directly responsible for Donald Trump. Uh, he could remove mm. new. If you could remove News Corps from the twenty-five years of American history, we would be an entirely different place. In his view, without the malign influence of Murdoch's media empire and his conservative Trump-supporting Fox News, we would be a more unified country. We would not be suffering a lot of the negativity and divisiveness we're going through right now. I can't ignore that. Really? Because huh, I thought you weren't ever really according. Oh, my gosh, it says so right here. Yes. Uh, he's never been the best of terms with uh, the aggressive press in his hometown of New York. Huh. That's funny. Huh. So his own criticism of American media has been... Uh, Oh, restrained uh, because uh, of his attacks on Trump for branding reporters the enemy of the people. Uh, there's no comparison between a progressive critique of media and overwhelmingly corporate media and a president who not, does not believe in free speech and is trying to undermine the norms of democracy. Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, again. It's not a democracy. Really, Thank you. I, I don't know how many times we've said it. I, you've, you've said it so many times. Uh, it's, it's you said sickening. it again today. And they don't. 
You're right. It's anarchy at this point. But could, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's it. They they keep refusing to say anything else, so that that is the norm. Yeah, and it uh, yeah, and it's because it's effective. It, it, it's most, effective. It's absolutely effective. So you notice that at the same absolutely. time they keep calling it a democracy. They keep pushing democratic socialism. Right. They they just keep well, merging the two until pretty soon it's the same thing. And yep. He says the same thing. He insisted in this interview that there was no contradiction between identifying as a progressive or as a socialist. Wow. Just like if you right? say I'm a Democrat, there's more than one way to obviously be a Democrat. They got that part right. Yes, they do. Yep. Yes, they do. Um, those of you thinking about going to a McDonald's for lunch, you're, you're okay. You're good. But if you went in the last couple of weeks, ooh, the uh, new uh, poop salad problems are getting worse. I'm sorry? McDonald's. The, yeah, what the poop salad? salad? Poop salad. From McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, 16 people now have been hospitalized in uh, 15 states from poop salad the uh, cyclospora parasite yes yes uh it's commonly associated with contamination from feces yeah um it takes uh, at least a week or two to take hold and i get this it may take up to six weeks what six weeks before patients experience symptoms wow the most common symptom of course is you know watery diarrhea (laughs) although patients might also experience a loss of appetite Mm. weight loss cramping nausea fatigue i mean that's a weekend yeah yeah, i mean (laughs) weight loss is included in that jeffy i know that's it's a bonus point you want a mcdonald's (laughs) today salad please (laughs) (laughs) sorry Continue, <laughs> and they, it's nice of the CDC to remind us. Look, uh, if you're if you're been affected by the pre-made salad, not to eat it and, and dispose of it or return it to the retail location right away. That's okay. nice of them to do that. But mm-hmm. I mean, look, the, it's, they went to the these went to uh, the McDonald's throughout the states. Didn't go to public consumption though they went to mcdonald's just the mcdonald's pre-made salads so those have all been replaced now and so you're good according to them um i i don't know but my, if you've my, eaten at mcdonald's in the last six, six weeks, weeks you might possible. not be yeah mm-hmm. definitely possible and i can honestly say that i don't have to worry about that yeah um because a um when and if i go to mcdonald's i don't order a salad <laughs> Now, I'm trying to think of a restaurant that I order a salad at. It's going to be a long way. Mm-hmm. But that having been said, mm-hmm. I don't think of McDonald's as a salad ordering place. Stop it. No one does. Stop it. It's just insane. Oh, and, and uh, one last thing. And I know I, I'll tell you about usewaxrx.com in just a second. But oh. I know last week, uh, and you probably talked about it, the and sad, 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 sad news. That uh, Brookstone has filed bankruptcy. Uh, You you probably talked about it last week. It's such a huge story. It's such a huge story. They're going to shutter the remaining 101 mall storefronts. Oh, no. Right now. Now, they still, Mm. I mean, you can can well up a little bit uh, right now, but they're still going to have their Brookstones uh, in airport stores. So there's 35 of them left in the airports and their online presence. And, you know, who doesn't go to Brookstone? Well, you got to get through security to get to... Yeah. Brookstone now? Oh, yeah, Brookstones are inside the airports. Mm. Now, you know, it's in the story they mentioned the, the monkey habitat, the, the self-contained sea monkey habitat that looks like the labyrinth. Who didn't mm-hmm. have one of those? Uh, I Who didn't. didn't? Tell me. You can't tell me you didn't have one because everybody didn't had have one. one. 
fish? Of course you did. I didn't have a little one. orb with the the fishies in it and the stuff that swam around inside yeah. the self contained container. I didn't have one. Yeah, you did. No, you're lying. <laughs> when your ears, because <laughs> everybody had one, okay. so it's, yeah, it's impossible me. for you to say I that you didn't have one. I may be the only living human who didn't have one. When ears are when your ears aren't clean, uh, they do not feel comfortable at all. They itch, they're painful, they get plugged up, and you know what else? It makes it harder to hear. Many people use the cotton swabs, uh, the candling, or drugstore remedies. They don't really do the job, and really, fire next to your head can be dangerous. Now uh, you can get the real solution for stubborn earwax, the Wax RX Ear Wash System. Doctor developed and works safely when all those other products fail. The Wax RX System is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system that they use in their offices. Comes with everything you need to safely clean out your earwax, condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. The doctor-developed Wax RX system uses special wax softening drops, breaks down the earwax inside the ear, then uh, has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip, mm. delivers that perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush it away, and finally, the conditioning formula that soothes your ears, making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. Wait, when's the supple stuff happen? Right at the end. Okay. Right at the end. At okay. the end, you go, oh, that's so supple. supple. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable ear wash system today, use the offer code radio, and they'll ship it to your door for free. Usewaxrx.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. As we uh, finish up here with Chewing the Fat with Jeffy, 888-933-93 with your calls momentarily here. You know, for the past couple of days, this story's been making the rounds about the two elderly men escaped nursing home to attend Heavy Metal Festival. You're never too old to rock. Hmm. And it was, you know, it's kind of a cool story, I guess, mm-hmm. but it was in Europe and they were looking for the two old guys and they finally found them. But it's, it was disappointing that the festival that they went to uh, you know, the headlining acts included Danzig. Oh, wow. Judas Priest. Ick. Hatebreed. Wow. And In Flames. Don't know them, uh, but in Danzig flames. is like, isn't that like uh, almost white supremacist <laughs> heavy metal rock? Isn't that? You're never too old to rock. The Wacken Open like Air Nazi Festival. rock or something. Yeah. Uh, these two men, uh, the police said, uh, Ooh, we found them and uh, they were disoriented and dazed. Um, that's why you go to the show, okay? And, and, and you could have picked them up outside the nursing home and said, they seem disoriented and dazed. I mean, it's uh-huh. dumb. Yeah. So I just, uh, it's good that. But they're okay. It's a cute story. They're okay. And they, they went out and they spent, you know, a few hours away from the stupid nursing home. And, and they did get to the concert? Out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They got right. there for about 10 hours. So Dude, we're going to Danzig. We're doing it. We're doing it. I don't care what that. I don't care what Nurse Ratchet says. We're out. And uh, this story, I should have. I should have talked. I mean, this is a tremendous story to go along with uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, statistics now show that uh, uh, women and teens that are lesbian are uh, getting pregnant more than twice as often as their peers. Yeah, yeah. We were perplexed so, by that uh, um, the other day. Um, hmm. It's kind of strange that... Uh, and then they're kind of not lesbians, right? Additionally, yeah, well... 
And it's it's gay men impregnating them. Yeah. It seems. Uh, look, they, so, yeah, the show is available on download. They blame the uh, activists, <laughs> blame the promiscuity pregnancy stats on outside influences such as societal rejection, mm. oh, man. peer pressure, uh-huh. and non-accepting home environment. Oh, boy. So <clears throat> if you're a lesbian <clears throat> or you're gay and you have non-accepting home environment. First thing you do is sleep with a lesbian. <laughs> it's the first thing you do. Oh, write this down, Jeffy. That's, what was that? Oh, I've already lived that. Right. I've already lived that. Yeah. If, if you're a gay kid at home and your That's parents are saying, you hey, of. no, we don't want you to do that. Don't go down that road. No, That's, there's no something we're, not, wrong. we're not accepting of that. All right. I'm going to go sleep with a lesbian then. <laughs> right? Drove them right into the lesbian's arms. And then the next thing you know, they've got a kid. They're pregnant and they got a child. And now all of a sudden they look like a heterosexual couple, but they're not. Oh, no. Yeah. It's bad. It's a no. bad scene. It's a I've, bad scene. Horrific. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it quite. No, it's just that's a really weird story. No, quite get mm. it. And uh, also, uh, you know that uh, internet. Uh, they're telling you that the internet uh, connectivity is uh, bad for your sleep habits. But now, high speed internet, not just your phones or the internet, the computers themselves, mm-hmm. but having actual high speed internet is the cause of sleep deprivation. What? Okay, so what? Just be ready. Like the be ready, Lumbee my friends. Tribe? That's correct. Oh man, be ready, my friends, is what's coming. You know. You know, there's all this dangerous going on. Billions of dollars of lost revenue, traffic accidents. We should probably cut the internet off at night. <laughs> Don't give them ideas, man. Oh, they've already had that idea. Cut the internet they've off. They've already at had night. that idea. I know. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Granley's coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Did an ill-advised poll because, you know, I mean, Ill-advised. how do we know that people really have lived in both cities? But yesterday we did an ill-advised poll on Twitter. Ill-advised? Uh, if you've lived in both Dallas and Houston, mm-hmm. then which do you consider the better place? That's how it's worded. 70-30 Dallas over Houston. That's just nonsense. What it's you, nonsense. The people have spoken. And they're wrong. Oh, boy. These are people who have not lived in Houston. I can almost guarantee it. Or maybe, listen to Dinesh D'Souza lives in the woodlands in, in the Houston that's area. That's not Houston. It is part of Houston. <laughs> that's, the, that's the northern extreme of Metro Houston. <clears throat> it's not the northern extreme. Conroe, I would say. Okay, probably. that's true. You know what, though? But hold on. <clears throat> Maybe this was maybe this poll was done by people who did live in Houston who haven't lived in Dallas and they're just like, Well, it can't be any worse than Houston. What? <laughs> no? Seventy thirty, no. Dallas. Thank you folks 70, for voting 30. at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, stop your cheating. Because I, I know that you those of you who voted for Dallas have never been to Houston. Otherwise you wouldn't have made such a horrible mistake. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. That's horrifying. Oh what kind of freak would say that Dallas is better than Houston? <laughs> But I love the 12-year-old children in Dallas and Houston. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
How about the Fort Worth children there, Michael? The Fort Worth, I, ne- I can't get there because of the construction <laughs> going on, Keith. <laughs> it's like a, a, several nuclear bombs went off. Yeah. It's frustrating when you you just got to get to Fort Worth and you can't get through, huh? Oh, I mean, I don't even want to think about going to Fort Worth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, um, how many more how many more people will be banned, uh, thrown off, eliminated, deleted by these social media platforms? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just as Chris Murphy said, senator from uh, a Democrat senator from Connecticut. He called Infowars the tip of the iceberg of hate and lies, um, and so he wants the entire iceberg removed. Well, who does that include? Yeah, no kidding. And that's that's isn't that a logical question to ask of Chris Murphy? Like, who do you have in mind, Chris? Let me know. Who do you have in mind? Uh, we're all ears. Are you going to remove Glenn Beck and Sean Hannity and me? What, who do you intend to take down? It's amazing. Because you know it doesn't, it doesn't include anybody on the left. You know that for a fact. And those are the most hateful, disgusting, vitriolic people you could ever see on the internet. And then you got the uh, Senate Democrats circulating this plan for more control and regulation of social media and the internet. They're already talking about, uh, of course, the taxation of the internet is going to take place probably before the end of the year. And so this thing is just really starting to gather steam and roll downhill. Chuck Todd on uh, Sunday continued the false narrative of uh, President Trump's racism. He grilled Senator Roy Blunt on whether Trump was a racist. This time, the rationale for the assault uh, was, of course, the LeBron James thing, the Don Lemon thing, and and Maxine Waters, because they're all three black, and he called them stupid. Well, that doesn't mean that he believes all blacks are stupid. Are we really that simplistic? Are we really that sensitive? Or are you just that racist, that just because those three are... are are considered dumb, you make make it into what the entire race is. That's your problem, Chuck. Um, Todd asked, Trump defines the GOP. Are you concerned that the president is defining the GOP as anti-black? When Blunt answered his party was not anti-black, Todd continued, it's always with an African-American. He questions intelligence. That's what makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Okay, is it really always with the African-American? As we talked about yesterday, not even close. Not even close. In fact, it's usually white people he calls stupid. Mika Brzezinski, dumb as a rock. Katie Tour, incompetent. Jeb Bush, dumb as a rock. Lindsey Graham, dumb mouthpiece. <laughs> Glenn Beck, <laughs> dumb as a rock. <laughs> Don Lemon, dumb as a rock. Okay, so... One of them's white, one of them's black. Uh, Jennifer Rubin, I don't know who she is. But according to Trump, she's untalented, a real dummy, low IQ. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's pulled I that gotta, one out before. All right, I got to see uh, Jennifer Rubin, it, white or black. Because mm, this, this is a big one. Untalented, okay. a real dummy, 
low IQ. Jennifer Rubin is white. White. Why does that come? Yes. <laughs> okay. Chris Steyerwalt and Mark Thiessen, dumb puppets. Uh, John Stewart, not very bright and totally overrated. And that's an accurate statement by the president. That's one of the best things yep. he's ever said. Uh, Robert De Niro, if I'm not mistaken, white guy. A very low IQ individual. Stuart Stevens, a dumb guy. <laughs> Bill Crystal, dopey. Dopey, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> Rick Wilson, dumb as a rock. Sherry Jacobus, dumb. Bill Cosby, foolish, stupid, or getting bad advice. Okay, so he didn't call him dumb. And Bill Cosby is obviously a black man. Jonah Goldberg, dumb as a rock. <laughs> That's nothing could be more false than mm-hmm. that statement. Jonah Goldberg's incredibly smart. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, rude, crude, obnoxious, and dumb. And white, if I'm not mistaken. Bill Maher, stupid guy, bad ratings. <laughs> Chris Matthews, dumb as a rock. And there are scores of others. This is just a small sampling. Uh, so what is that? 10, 15 people, most of them, almost all of them white. And, uh, of course, he once called Chuck Todd himself a sleeping son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, I mean, people got to sleep, man. uh, Yeah, I know. Cut him some slack a little bit. No? Uh, So, uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it, Chuck Todd. I mean, these guys are just so... They hate him so much that they they don't even... They don't even check the things they say. They don't even have to be anywhere near accurate or factual at all. They just... They just spew stuff and and see if it sticks. Um, it's kind of no wonder he despises them so much. But as president of the United States, you know, there should be a little bit of, I don't know, decorum there maybe. Maybe. Probably won't be, but maybe there should be. <laughs> no. No? Stop thinking. Stop dreaming, man. <laughs> okay. That's just silliness, yeah, all well, of it. So I never dream. mind. Woo. Let's pretend I didn't even say that. Yeah. I mean, let's keep it in the realm of you know <clears throat> realistic possibilities. Yeah. That's yeah. probably best. Okay. Uh, there's a rogue planet-sized object 20 light years away from Earth that has stunned astronomers with its incredibly powerful magnetic field. It's We're being drawn to it right now. It's pulling us like a magnet. Whoa. Yeah. 20 light years away. Um, Scientists found the object. The object's magnetic field is more than 200 times stronger than Jupiter's, which in turn is between 16 and 54 times stronger than Earth's. That's a pretty big... That is a wide range. Well, yeah. Between 16 and 54 times stronger than Earth? We can't figure out how much? Fine, but regardless, 200 times stronger than than Jupiter and up to 54 times more than... Which is... I mean that's strong. Okay, so it's got a uh, it's got a really powerful magnetic field. Huh. Um, it and it can generate spectacular auroras, and they don't know why. This particular object is exciting because studying its magnetic dynamo mechanisms can give us new insights on how the same type of mechanisms can operate in extrasolar planets, planets beyond our solar system. I don't know how any of that helps us, you know, grow food on Earth. But uh, it's still kind of cool. Yeah, that is cool. I always love space stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just not the magnetic mechanism that's leaving scientists with questions right now. There's plenty of other mysteries about this object. Um, It's what scientists call a brown dwarf. 
nicknamed failed stars, brown dwarfs, are larger than planets, but not quite large enough to fuse hydrogen the way stars do. The boundary line is still debated, but scientists tend to draw it at about 13 times the mass of Jupiter. Oh, wow. Uh, Originally, scientists thought SIMP J01365663 plus 0933473. Really catchy name. Really <laughs> nice job on the scientists. Right off the tongue. Really catchy name. Right. Hey, I'm uh, I'm trying to find. Do you have a telescope where I can see SIMP J01365663 plus 0933473? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. Uh, yeah. brown dwarf as well. Yeah, I, I got a. I had a great telescope for yeah, the, that. The alliteration is just, I mean, uh, six with you, right? Right off the tongue, man. <laughs> uh, so originally they thought it was a giant, gigantic old brown dwarf, but further study shows it's a relatively young, 200 million year old uh, brown dwarf and is only 12.7 times the mass of Jupiter. So, okay. Teeny little thing. Right. Just small. Barely worth even looking at. Mm-hmm. Then there's this uh, coming from space. Mysterious radio signals. Astronomers aren't sure of the origin of this. Uh, they discovered a new fast radio burst, FRB, from outer space oh. at the lowest frequency to date. This is very exciting. Okay. An observation post last week uh, from Canada's McGill University finds a radio telescope called the Canadian Hydrogen Mapping Intensity Experiment, or CHIME. Mm. Discovered a fast radio burst, which are short bursts of radio waves coming from beyond the Milky Way. Uh, this FRB was detected at frequencies as low as 580 megahertz. Wow. You can pick that up on your AM radio dial. Oh, that's so cool. We could be listening to a radio station from outside the galaxy. Oh, nice. Science Alert reports the detection has not been independently verified, noting the case of Australian researchers who discovered a regular uh, radio signal in 1998, only to find out... (laughs) <laughs> 17 years later. Nah, just don't don't finish the thought. <clears throat> it was from a microwave oven. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. On Mars. No. Wait, it was... wait, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> now, now I'm interested again. <laughs> How do you Can do you, that? I don't know. I don't know. How do you find out 17 years later? Oh, yeah, that was a microwave. And wait, was the microwave like... On the entire time? I don't know. Baking, you know, so somebody's bizarre. tortellini? What? I don't understand how... Okay. Meanwhile, another astronomer submitted an observation to the telegram claiming he had discovered a very bright star. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yes. What do we got? What it we was got? Mars. Yep. It was Mars. That's not a star. Uh, hey, that really bright star in the sky, that's, that's Mars. That's a planet. Okay. All right. Give me, some good, give me something good here. Nearest planet to the Earth. That's why it's bright right now. So. You're not, you're not helping. Uh, fast radio bursts, though, were first discovered in 2007, but their nice. origins are still unknown. Oh, okay. Earlier this year, astronomers claimed they were close to determining the sources of these three bursts, of these bursts. However, they couldn't rule out the possibility it's a high-powered signal from an advanced alien civilization. I like that. <laughs> yes! I like that. Or a Frigidaire. Or, or yes. I could or be a either. microwave. Who knows? We don't know. We just don't know. I mean, know it could right be now. one or the other, quite frankly. Uh-huh. Hmm. All right. 888 And it Pat Unleashed uh, on the Twitter sphere. Um, let's say you just got a threatening letter. This is absolutely something that could happen to you. And it, it, because we just had a story about hundreds of people who are mistakenly having their homes foreclosed on because Wells Fargo software incorrectly denied them mortgage uh, modifications. Oh. 
The revelation happened this week through a regulatory filing by the bank. Uh, Wells Fargo also indicated it has set aside $8 million to compensate customers affected by the so-called glitch. That's only $12,500 per home. Oh, my God. Uh, so that's not much of a compensation there, kids. But this is even worse because what people are doing now... And Home Title Lock, the people at Home Title Lock showed me how easy this is. It took them 15 minutes to find my title online and then transfer it, transferred it over my all of my information to a uh, Texas quit title deed. And then they forged my signature. And they own my home. It's yeah, just that quick. So then what they can do is take out a, uh, a, a second loan, a second mortgage on your home. They can get a um, a loan that is up to a hundred and hundred thousand, whatever equity you have. They can get the home equity out of your home without you even knowing it, until you start getting the threatening letters from some bank that gave them the money that you don't know anything about, and they're threatening to foreclose on you. Well, there's nothing you can do because they've got the title, because they're all stored online and they're easy to get, and it's e- so easy to do this. These guys are really good at it. It's one of the fastest growing crimes in America right now. So do what I did. Protect your home title with Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. The second it detects any tampering, they're on it to help shut it down. Find out if you're already a victim of title fraud. Get your $60 search for free when you sign up at HomeTitleLock.com. Okay? Do this today and have that peace of mind that this can't happen to you. HomeTitleLock.com Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. 888-900-3393 and it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Richard in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, hey, Pat. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, you gave, uh, just let you know, you gave some sound advice earlier about, uh, what is it, Caitlyn Jenner? Yes. Is that the one that had the uh, sex surgery, right? Y- y- yes. All right. Well, I'll tell you a little story. Back in the 90s, my cousin, he got out of high school and went to uh, Camp Pendleton out there, and they got a weekend pass. Well, him and his buddies went out drinking. Him and another buddy sitting up front, another buddy sitting in the back. Well, they pick up his, what they thought was a female. Uh-huh. Get riding around. Buddy runs, gets trying to mess around with her and finds out she's got a gear shifter. <laughs> well... <laughs> They get going down the road, and uh, oh, kind of scares his kind of scares his buddy, and he asks that guy if uh, <laughs> you know, has he ever ran before? How fast he could run? And mm-hmm. he said, "Yeah." And uh, he said, "Well, how fast do you think you run?" He said, oh, "About fifteen mile an hour." So they slowed down about fifteen mile an hour. And nobody got hurt. So they opened the door and oh, man. let her out the door about 15 mile an hour she hit the ground running nobody or he did hit the ground running nobody uh, got hurt and well that's lucky running about 50, 15 huh. mile an hour down the road 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks, Richard. I love how Richard was very uh, <laughs> emphatic to say nobody got hurt. Yes, I'm glad nobody, nobody got, got, hurt. got hurt. Like a Russian dash cam video situation? Not or? a good idea to do to the, uh, the poor person. Um, you know, you could maybe just stop the car and say, okay, we didn't realize that this was the case. So we're not interested in this particular thing. So we'll see you later. You know, but stop the car for him would have been a nice idea, probably. You know, yeah. Hey, is uh, Chris still around for this story? <laughs> Where did he go? I don't know. He's out there. We we need him back there because he's got a, He does have a transgendered story. A mm-hmm. um, couple well, of them. In I'll fact, look for him when we uh, fairly interesting. This would be a good place to he's talk in a to meeting him about right it. now. All right, uh, Derek in Florida, <laughs> you're on the blaze. Hi. <laughs> I wish you would uh, keep reading from that list of people Donald Trump finds dumb. It was hilarious to listen to the different ways he called yeah. people dumb. And the just, I didn't even know half the people on it. It was just funny to listen to. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's, he's amazing uh-huh. at, at, at what he does. And only the best words. Let's not forget. Yeah, only the best words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, read that Ruben, read the Ruben one again. Uh, the Ruben, let's Jennifer Ruben, untalented. Yeah. A real dummy. Low IQ. <laughs> Wow, she got a trifecta. <laughs> trifecta. Yeah. Insults. Right. Uh, thanks, Derek. Appreciate the call. Chris, come in here. Oh. We have to hear this. Uh, Hi, we, Chris. We, we got to hear your your transgender story. Because mm-hmm. um, you had two encounters, yes. right? With transsexuals. Yes. Okay. The first one was a surprise? Yes. The first one correct? I did not know. Okay. <laughs> and so the- you saw somebody you thought was a girl? Yes. On um, dating website. On a know, dating swiping. website. Yeah, swiping. Okay, and had a had a female name. Yes. I guess. And a female body. And a female body. Yes. And so you asked this person out. Uh, we went out. I was in California, and we went out for uh, dinner. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, you are hot. <laughs> Wait, how was the voice? How was the voice? Did nothing Normal, tip you off no, at all? Nothing. Okay, you, I, you, you had hand? no clue at, at all. all. Wow. I was like, man, you are hot. Yeah, like, you did uh, say, man, worse, you are hot. Ashton Kusher is about to pop out and be mm-hmm. like, uh, gotcha. <laughs> you know, she really doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. And then she decides to say, well, there's something I got to tell you. Oh, no. And I'm like, what is it? Here it comes. I'm a man. <laughs> Did you believe it? And I was like, no. Wait, what? Yeah, I was like, that'd what? Be, yeah, that'd be a little stunning. Yes. I was like, okay. She's like, does that freak you? I'm like, no. Let's continue. Were you freaked out? I was freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> I was very freaked out. Yeah. So I said, you want to get some frozen yogurt? Because that's the only thing that I have in California. I don't have real ice cream. Mm. So we went up for frozen yogurt. And then I was like, well, nice meeting you. And you have a good day. We went our separate <laughs> ways. Did you hug? Did you hug? <laughs> yes, we hugged. Oh, wow. Yes. I'm, I'm not going right. to. So you didn't out. get to. No. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Right. The second one was, I actually found this person attractive. And I thought it was <clears> a girl. And mm-hmm. when they tell me he's a boy, I'm like, uh, okay, it's fine. And oh, so, so he told you that he's a guy. Yes. And you went out with him anyway. Yeah. Knowingly. Knowingly. Oh, yes. We went to a couple dates. Is a that couple? a couple dates? Yeah. Is well, that you could say we dated. Open-minded of you or what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing <laughs> I happened. Guess, I guess nobody could tell you you're transphobic. Exactly. Or oh, wow. homophobic. Okay, so no. Thing, right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, but wow. she was hot, though. I was like, yeah. And Autumn, your fiance, she's yes. well aware of these She's situations. well aware of this, yes. There's one thing when we made the announcement, she said, make sure they know that I'm not a transgender. Man, you have led an interesting <laughs> life at a pretty young age. What are you, 28? 28, yeah. That's just crazy. 
Yeah, that's the word and we're going to go with. We're the gonna second go with crazy. one, I thought she was really hot, and I asked her out, and she said Pat. she's a guy, and I said, oh, okay, whatever. I'll Let's show you a out. picture. We're still <laughs> again. friends. You know, I'm and not again. doing that. Well, I'm I'll show not you a picture. Me and him are still friends. Yeah? Yeah. You and the transvestite, yeah. or yeah. transsexual, transsexual or yeah. whatever. Is transvestite wrong now? Is no. That, that's terrible? No. No? Okay. No. Well, I call them trannies. Oh. So. Oh. Don't call them that or do? I see. I do call them trannies. Oh, okay. eh, call them quilt bags. Uh, Covers quilt everything. bags, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole spectrum. But I'll show you a picture. So you have a picture of I the person? I do have a picture, yeah. All right. I do have a picture. I'll show you a picture. You tell me. So how long ago did you date the trans? Uh, when I moved to Dallas. I met, the, met this no, person No, wait. In so fairly yeah. recently? This is fairly recent. This is last year. Yes, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous, man. Wow. Uh, I'm judging uh, you, by the way. Wow. Oh, I know you are. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. Well, I mean, there's nothing like when you wrong hugged when that, you hugged right? him. Like, was it like, wow, you have broad shoulders? Or by then you already knew. I'm talking about the first one, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I mean, man. you're hot, but boy, you're just so strong in the back. <laughs> Is the thing I don't know. You're acting like there's a difference between the bodies of men and women. Uh, uh, Keith, thank you. That's just really wrong and horrible. Um, all right. Well, you find that. Yes. There tell are, you about- and it matters, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, there are there are some definite differences, and. Uh, <laughs> I think we're all aware of what they are. Um, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see the picture of the person. Well, I can hold off on that one myself. 888 Let me tell you about Aaron Hale and EOD Fudge. What a great guy he is. We had the chance to meet him, what, a month ago or so. And he brought a lot of his fudge in with him. The EODfudge.com. And it was so delicious. We could not stop eating it. So... Aaron's story is pretty amazing. He he had a really cushy job in the military. He was a chef for a three-star uh, admiral. And he went all over the world with him and just cooked great food. And then he decided that didn't fulfill him in his patriotic duty. And so instead, he turned to Army Explosive Ordnance Disposal and became a team leader. And while he was doing his job, disposing of a an EOD, another one went off and really messed him up. So he was blinded completely, mostly deaf, uh, got bad infections because his skull was cracked in two places and infection got in. He went through a really miserable time. And while he was in that darkness and silence, he turned to something that he really loved, and that's cooking. He and his wife, Michaela, started cooking this delicious fudge, and they turned it into a business. Extraordinary Delights, or EOD Fudge for short, really go there and order something and you're going to be really glad you did use the offer code blaze when you check out and you'll get 10 percent off your order it's eodfudge.com offer code blaze pat gray the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh wow, you know, we were talking about the transgendered stuff. Uh we had that story and then that got us to talking about Chris Cruz. Mm. 
uh, morning show producer who has had some encounters with transgenders. In one in one case, his the first encounter it was a surprise to him. Went out on on a date with somebody and then found out that she was a he. Uh, and then the next time he was attracted to somebody, asked him out and they told him, "Well, you know, I'm a man, right?" Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. And they went out anyway a couple okay. of times. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, so more than once, according to the story, the thing is, and according to transgendered people, okay, if if the attraction is there, does it shouldn't matter then that they're the same gender as you? Oh, mm-hmm, it matters. Uh, of course, it matters because <laughs> you know you still have sexual preference, right? Um, I'm still a heterosexual, and if I thought you looked like a girl, but you're not. That doesn't obligate me to carry on with you afterward, right? I mean, it's just, it's a strange situation now. I mean, the world we're in is inconceivable. I keep using that word. I don't think it means what I think it means. 888 Scott in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, how you doing? You're good. I was in EMT about 10 years ago, and we had a city event. And I'm out there, and we had a person come up. I thought it was a, you know, woman. And, you know, I went to fill out the paperwork, male, female, and I went to fill out female, and he, you know, he or she, whatever, started freaking out. And uh, I wound up getting reprimanded because I insulted her or him because I didn't know which box to check. (laughs) Nowadays, the forms that has male, female, or other. But back then, we didn't have it. Wow. And, you know, you're, I'm there trying to treat the treater for a cut in her leg or, you know, and I get yelled at by her and then I get yelled at by my supervisors, you know, because I insulted her. She filed a complaint. So she, was she, a, so she was a, a actual, like a she, biological she actually, man? Well, she was a man turning into a woman and oh, okay. she was halfway through the process. And you, qual- you classified her a woman or a man? Well, I, as far as a man, you know, initially, uh, okay. and then she got mad. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah, well, yeah. If she's making that transition, probably. Yeah, I mean. Probably, what do you check? Yeah, what do you do? <laughs> Thanks, Scott. And that's before the days that we discovered there were 172 more genders. We didn't know that back then. <laughs> we only, when was, when was the discovery of the other 172 genders? Uh, it's been fairly recent, I think. I think it was when we we were talking about the the telescope earlier that, that Canada's got that oh yeah thing right that's picking up signals. I think it's discovering right. these <laughs> hidden sexualities that before we just couldn't see with the naked eye, <laughs> or something or something. I mean, nobody really knows what the deal is anymore because it's just too hard to figure out. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, I I told you we were going to play this uh, campus reform thing. Um, campus reforms media director. Uh, Cabot Phillips went to Columbia University to see what what the students there knew about the First Amendment. Oh, cool. All right. This will be fun because college kids, they know. Yeah. Well, they totally know. Th- not just college kids, mm-hmm. but Ivy League sure. college kids. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to trick them. Nope. You're not going to. Come on. Nope. These guys all know what the First Amendment is all about. Sure do. Uh, and here's a look. Hmm. I'm Kevin Phillips with Campus Reform. Today we're at Columbia University talking to young people about freedom of speech. Is the First Amendment still relevant today? And do people actually know what's in the First Amendment? 
Let's find out. In the First Amendment of the Constitution, there are five freedoms listed that are protected under the First Amendment. I've got $20 right here if you can name all five. No way I'm naming all five. Any come to mind, freedoms under the First Amendment. Um... Yo, I have no idea. But can you name the five freedoms protected under the First Amendment? No, I definitely can. I don't know. Nah, no, I, I can't. Yeah, any, any? Maybe we can guess. Uh, under the First Amendment. Nah. Good golly, come on. How long do I have? <laughs> uh, you, you took comp you should be able to do this. Um, so freedom of speech. Yeah. Freedom of the press. Yep. Um... Uh, You're the constitutional lawyer here, yeah, man. You got dude, this. Come on. Got to do it. Yeah, dude, he's um, singing class in law school right now also. So, dude, uh, <laughs> no pressure. But. Freedom of press. Yep. Free speech. speech. Um, right to bear arms. Is that, is that a different amendment? I think that's a different amendment. That's a second amendment. Okay, yeah, there you go. Now I feel like I need to go home and just read. The right to a jury by your peers? No. Then I'm done. <laughs> Freedom of the press. Um... Freedom of, um, uh, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. It involves what we're doing right now. All of us like assembled. Oh, oh, I have freedom of assembly. Oh, freedom of assembly. Oh, like to do like protests and stuff. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, uh, freedom of religion. It's uh, hmm. a really good. I don't know. Okay, so we got to three. That's the most anyone's gotten. Freedom of... No, man. Uh, I think that's You're it. tied for the most so far. No one yeah. has been able to get more than three. I, uh, freedom of speech, press, religion. <sighs> We're on a college campus. That's one of the main places people are discussing what ideas should and shouldn't be allowed. Where do you, where do you think the line is on what when something should no longer be protected by the First Amendment? I think the line starts drawing when you get offensive trying to in people's like cultural identity and what they identify as. I don't think that it's fair for people to use the First Amendment as kind of like, you know, an excuse to say whatever they want that's very hurtful and malicious to others. So I Isn't think the Constitution the excuse though? It really is. Now that you think, like, now that I'm saying it out loud. So I think the line should be if you're intolerant of other groups in a way that makes their opinion seem like less that's defeating the whole purpose who gets to decide what is intolerant though who gets to decide i don't it's a pretty arbitrary line but i think it's less arbitrary to say if you're deeming group less equal the defining characteristic is respect and safety so if someone's promoting an ideology that uh, there needs like there needs to be a threshold. At Who gets to decide where that threshold, that threshold is? is? I mean, a- academic communities basically. If you start to like offend someone, it shouldn't. You should stop talking. Okay, and but who gets to decide what the line is between too offensive and not offensive enough? I feel like that's just something you kind of got to judge by yourself. As long as like you're not like disrespecting anyone or making them like feel threatened or uncomfortable with their own like way of living or identifying themselves in society, I think that's. Doesn't doesn't the Constitution protect my right though to make you feel uncomfortable with my words? Uh, up to yes! a point. Like it depends how uncomfortable you're no, saying because no, the Constitution not. should also like assure like safety and. Uh, I don't have the right to hurt people, so. You do though. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's all very tricky. No. Yeah, you do. Because obviously, we know that the Constitution is—I consider it a living organism. So, with oh, time, gosh. it should be evolving and stuff like that. Oh, oh man, that was really painful. That was really hard to watch. 
Okay, so when you offend someone, you should stop talking. Um, <clears throat> free speech stops when it's offensive on identity. Man, are these kids marinating in this identity crap. Oh, my gosh. This might be the worst yeah. the worst thing that's ever developed in America is this identity politics bull crap. Your identity, what you identify with. Can we get a grip here, please? No. Your, your freedom of speech stops when you become intolerant, when respect and safety... What does that mean? Well, if you I, you can't threaten people openly to kill them or hurt them, okay? But it, you don't have to respect everybody. I mean, you've got you can be disrespectful. These kids have probably been amazingly disrespectful to other people. Donald Trump, for instance, I would guess. But uh, do they want their freedom of speech stopped or curtailed when they're disrespecting the president? I mean, this is such stupidity. They've just been so indoctrinated in this generation with identity politics and with not being offended by anything. Offense is the worst thing you can possibly do is offend anyone. (laughs) Since when? Since when? No, I can offend people if I want. Now, it may cost your job depending on what you you do. In a lot of cases, it shouldn't. And, but your freedom of speech stops when you're threatening other people. I think we could probably agree on that. You can't threaten to kill other people. Um, And when you are harming others, that's when you're infringing on their rights. But offending someone, this offense, this tolerant thing, and the identity politics, oh my gosh, it's going to be the death of us. Yeah. Again, these are Ivy League college kids. This is Columbia University. And they can't even name, a lot of them couldn't name any of the rights in the First Amendment. This is the flower that is blossoming that um, political correctness from a generation ago planted. Mm-hmm. We have gone from, well, you know, just don't offend to everything's offensive. <laughs> And you're right. This is the death of us right here. God, this, is, this identity thing, it's gotten, it's gotten so out of hand. It's so ridiculous. That's all they care about is how people identify themselves. Well, anybody can fake that. And uh, we, need to, we need to realize what people actually are, not how they identify. I mean, that is just a... I mean, you, you talk about an artificial construct. <laughs> that identity thing is just that, an artificial construct. It's a figment of someone's imagination. It's pathetic. Wow. All right, well, it'll make you feel good about America and the direction we're heading for a while. Eh, won't it? 888 <laughs> Hold me, Pat. <laughs> Just, I don't identify that way. Uh, Whoa. Keith, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Chris Cruz, hold me. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a, this fun story about a, a woman who gave up men to have sex with ghosts. Uh, Can I go home kind of now? Fun. 
<laughs> this this is a better story than the identity politics stuff. The Columbia University students. I'd rather laugh at this person. <laughs> Gave up sex with men uh, to have sex with ghosts. And right now, here's the cool thing. Oh, She's in a pretty serious relationship with one of them right, right now. <laughs> okay, so... Um. Now, 11 years ago, she turned her back on men to, quote, have sex with ghosts. Is the ghost named Sam? Uh, where does that come from? I don't know. The movie Ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Uh, she revealed she uh, hopes there may be a way for she and her pretty serious ghost relationship uh, to start a family. Okay. okay. She's a spiritual guidance counselor, and she claims to have sexual encounters with... 20 different ghostly lovers whoa, whoa, whoa. during the past 11 years. Now, I don't know if this they're jealous of one yeah, another. Yeah, right? Do they know about each other? They can't hit each other. Their hands like go right through right. one another. <laughs> right. <laughs> However, here's the thing. She recently met a special spectral figure uh, during a trip to Australia, a ghost who may turn out to be her one true ghoul. Um <laughs> One day, she says, while I was walking through the bush, enjoying nature, I suddenly felt this incredible energy. I knew a new lover had arrived. Revealing uh, details of her relationship with the ghost, she said, although she can't see her ghostly lover, she's able to communicate with it and have sex. And despite the fact that she's not 100% sure if they're male, uh, the connection between the two is real. She said... The ghost returned to the UK with her. So it left Australia and went with her back to the UK. And um, six months after they met, they're still going strong. This is beautiful. And she shared that she hopes she might be able to take things even further. Uh, She says, it's pretty serious. In fact, we've been thinking about having a ghost baby. I know that sounds crazy. No. Oh, no. Come on, honey. No. But I've been looking into it, and I, I don't think it's totally out of the question. Yeah, I, I do. I'm going to say it's totally out of the question, hon. She explained she has a particular theory that phantom pregnancies are actually ghost babies trapped in human bodies. Mm-mm. Brilliant. Nope. No? Not brilliant? No. Nope. Okay. She believes some women can get impregnated by spirits, but because mm-hmm. the human body and mind can't process it, the pregnancy doesn't go to term. She said, I'm sure there's a way around that. I just haven't worked it out yet. <clears throat> During a previous interview, uh, she revealed she no longer has romantic relationships with earthbound men. Oh, well, why boy, would you? Earth. you? You know, why yeah, would you? Earth. When you've got these great relationships with 20 hot ghosts and one of them now you're earth. in a pretty serious relationship yeah. with and you want to have a ghost baby with him. Uh-huh. Our loss. Why, Our why, loss. why go back to physical men? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. why? No reason. What's this chick's name? Um, her name is Amethyst, as you might expect. It's a be- Amethyst Realm. <laughs> okay. Ameth- yeah. Here we go. Amethyst Realm. Wow. Uh, that's great. Okay. That's a perfect name for her. She looks actually. normal. I know she does. What she in actually the does world? look pretty normal. Yeah. It's it's strange. <laughs> Who am I to say it's strange? This is perfectly normal. Um, I'll ex- say it. She explained how she first felt a presence in the home she had just moved into with her then-fiancé 10 years ago. <laughs> While her fiancé was away, though, she decided to pursue pursue things further with the ghost. And uh, she dressed in a saucy negligee, mm. you know, 
to entice the ghost, like ghost who sorry. she says she went on to have sex with. Wait, no, that's not what it's called, honey. Mm, that's, that's what she calls it. It's kind of like a weight. I felt a pressure on my thighs. At the same time, physical breath and stroking. Um, asked if, you know, she had, um, you know, the O thing, hmm? um, which I won't say. Uh, she said, yes, for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she knows about the ghost and, and his hmm. pleasure, but um, she did. Uh, so uh, Amethyst, many lines. Amethyst fiancé discovered she was cheating when the ghost apparently showed its physical form to him. Okay. Something which she herself had never seen. Wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wasn't he lucky? I, I think it was in love with me, too, and it wanted me to end the relationship, um, she said. <laughs> now she has no interest in men. Uh, she revealed she's hoping to find a special ghost. Well, she apparently, I thought she already had, because she's in a pretty serious relationship with one. Yeah. So, boy, that fiance really missing out. So I don't know which is the more ridiculous story: the uh, the Columbia kids who can't name a single right in the First Amendment, or <clears throat> this chick who has sex with twenty ghosts and now she's in a pretty serious relationship with one of them that moved with her. Uh, and I think that shows his commitment. Really, on the commitment level on his part is pretty high when he moved from Australia to the UK to be with her. You know. So hard drugs, are those legal in the UK? <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know. But boy, boy, seriously, that fiance, bullet dodge there, huh? Yeah, oh my gosh. Can you imagine? <laughs> Oof. Uh, all right, let me tell you about uh, Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. This stuff is great. And I was really skeptical at first. And because I, I don't like vegetables, I don't like vegetable product, I don't want to put any vegetables near me, I don't want to smell them, look at them, taste them, certainly, I don't want anything to do with them. Uh, so when I heard this is, you know, you get a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables, I thought, yeah, no, thank you. Well, I finally put it into a scoop of, put one scoop into a drink, a smoothie, it sweetens the smoothie, tastes really good, and... Uh, and I get that full serving over organic fruits and vegetables that I'm missing in my diet all the time. And so I just have more energy during the day. Hopefully, you know, there will, there will be, you know, benefits of less doctor visits down the road. And you'll just be healthier. You take a scoop, put it into a glass of water, flavors it like Kool-Aid or whatever shake or smoothie you have. It's really easy and it, it does taste great. It boosts your immune system. It's pre and probiotic. Uh, there's antioxidant power. All kinds of benefits from this. Just go to BrickHousePat.com, try Field of Greens. Just give it a try. See what you think. You'll get 10% off a month's supply if you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. What about a sexual experience with a transgendered ghost? You know, maybe get into a serious relationship and and you know, and what kind of explore that whole thing with a transgendered ghost, a ghost that used to be a man and is now a, a woman, or or was a woman and is now a man, and you get into that relationship. I and how does that, that come up in a conversation? More fulfilling. Well, we'd have to ask Amethyst. Uh, 
you know, the the uh, ghost sex person mm-hmm. who's in a pretty serious relationship with one of the ghosts right now. Casper? So, yeah. I don't, I, she didn't friendly. say his name. Too friendly. She didn't, yeah. Of a ghost. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Taryn. Uh, hey, Taryn, you're on the blaze. Oh, hi, Pat. Hi. I'm a homeschooler, and uh, so I have not been indoctrinated by the school system. Good. And I just wanted to let you know that there's still some of us out there that are have common sense. <laughs> uh, that's. And I love your show. Appreciate it. How old are you, Taryn? Um, I'm 16. Awesome. That's great. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for for letting us know that you're there because we do forget sometimes. When, when we see yep, these, no problem. When we see these boneheads in college, we get a little scared from time to time. So it's nice to know you're there. Appreciate the call. Um, yeah. And we do know that. Uh, but it is, it is nice to be reminded. And homeschooling is one of the last places where you might find sanity. I don't know. Because the indoctrination is so bad in the public school system. And even in private schools. Yeah. Oh, it's infiltrated for sure. Yeah. It's so it's it's tough. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. One of our callers brought up this Facebook situation. Um, Facebook said yesterday they're in talks to deepen links with banks and financial institutions, saying they can help the firms improve their customer service. Uh-huh. The social media company said users of financial firms like PayPal, Citibank, American Express could link their financial accounts with Facebook's Messenger and chat with a customer service representative. Hmm. So when there's a huge Facebook breach of, let's say, 80 million users, uh, then they can get your banking information as well? That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> that's, that's what I want. So yeah, That's what so, I want. So let's go to a website that we know in recent times <clears throat> has been infiltrated. Has been hacked. Over and over and over and over again. Probably bad timing on this press release. No kidding. Maybe I, hold it's back surprising a while? that they'd even do this right now. Facebook spokeswoman said the company could see some financial information from users if they choose to opt in, but did not use it for advertising or anything else. We're not using this information beyond enabling these customers these types of experience. A critical part of these partnerships is keeping people's information safe and secure. <laughs> what? What a statement from Facebook right now. Wow, it makes the ghost lovemaking story. It makes it m- it more makes reasonable, it doesn't it? More reasonable than <laughs> it really does. Request by Facebook. Oh, man. All right. Tomorrow, we've, we've got one story that we are excited <laughs> to tell you about uh, an Amish Uber service. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we'll get into that tomorrow <laughs> and much more. 888 Use that number tomorrow. We'll talk to you then on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Attention.